0: episode 54 of the Retro Game Time Machine podcast. This week, Time Travelers, we're having a chat about Call of Duty and going back to the year 2003. At the time of recording, it is August the 11th, 2022. I am the Newton, and joining me through a series of tubes is my co-host, Andy the Android. Hello. Well, hey, how
1: you doing? Uh, good. Hanging in there. Um, it's, you know, winding down to what feels like a tiresome week, I think. Yeah. I don't I don't, know, I don't know why. I I don't know why it's because uh, yeah, I've been working out a little bit. I think I got okay. up Tuesday morning and lifted some weights and a little sore from that. Um I got up a little earlier today to walk the dogs in the morning so I'd have more time to play Call of Duty <laughs> this afternoon. And um yeah, all around just felt just felt tired. I think it's one of those things where I think you you um if you have a long weekend, it just sort of kind of feeds into your week and then it starts to, uh, starts to stack. You know what I'm saying? Fair enough. I don't know. How how are you doing?
0: Doing all right. I've had a, a busy week as well, but uh, definitely not quite as busy. Um, baked, I baked a cake this week. I also baked some bread. Mm-hmm. I baked some cupcakes that I'm going to be taking and delivering to a friend and uh, their family tomorrow. Wow. Um, yeah, doing all kinds of bacon this week, where mm-hmm. maybe that wasn't the best thing to do because now it's too hot in my house.
1: Yeah, that's the sort of the unfortunate thing about using the oven in general, right?
0: I mean, unless it's like winter, but it yeah. is definitely not winter.
1: It's, um, I was discussing this with my girlfriend is, you know, like we go out to eat on a hot summer day and. Uh, she'd say, "Oh, it's so busy today." I'm like, "Yeah, it was hot, and no one wants to cook, <laughs> so they went out and got something to eat instead." She's like, "That's a thing?" I'm like, "Yeah, that's absolutely a thing." Yeah, I, mean, <laughs> I know I don't want to cook when it's hot. That doesn't sound like fun.
0: Yeah, yeah. No AC is it's it's okay most of the time, but it's uh, I guess not super fun in August when you're yeah. trying to
1: bake. <laughs> yeah, even October where we live, it's just <laughs> that's true. That's it's still hot in October here for some yeah. reason. Yeah, until definitely. until about the week before week before Halloween. That's usually all of a sudden. It's like someone turns on the AC <laughs> outside.
0: Yeah, and then it's like <laughs> and then it's like fifty and raining on Halloween when the day before it was like eighty five degrees and sunny.
1: <laughs> yes, yeah. The the water <laughs> broke. You know, like yeah.
0: <laughs> anyway. Well, um, anything else been,
1: been going on? You know, I, um, wish I could, you know, I, I, talk about my gaming habits. I've been filling in gaming, you know, a lot in the evening. Cause I mentioned I've been, uh, working out in the morning because I found when yeah. I get off work, I'm, just absolutely useless. So yeah, I, there's, there's no motivation to do that. <laughs> yeah. So when I get home from work, uh, yeah, I've been playing games with my evening, pretty much going straight to the computer, taking a break to eat dinner and feed the dogs and then go back to gaming until about 10 30 when it's bedtime <laughs> and, <laughs> and you've been playing with me. So that's, that's from some of those nights. So
0: yeah, yeah. It's been a lot of fun.
1: So that's, that's cool. Um, so we'll, we'll talk a little bit about what we've been playing later, but that's, that's really it. I I guess I just wanted to open that topic up again on what I've been up to, but
0: yeah. Yeah. The only other thing I've been doing is I know that I probably mentioned, uh, last episode that I was going to go see a friend of the show, Gerald RX 40 and yeah. uh, play some music with him. And I did, I got to play some music with him and his wife and it was super fun. Had a really great time. Um, yeah. Look forward to doing it again. And I also got to, like, kind of uh, like play for maybe thirty seconds to a minute myself. But actually, then like watch some some gameplay of this other game that I'll mention at the end of the show. Um, They're primarily like their kids were playing, but it seemed yeah. pretty good. Like you're familiar with the game.
1: Yes, I, I, yes, I am. <laughs> oh, it's, but it it's, it, yeah.
0: it looked like a pretty good game overall. Um, yeah. But you know, trying trying to trying to share one one you know quote controller uh <laughs> when there's two kids around i was like nope you guys can keep playing that's that's fine yeah i'll watch you
1: so so they played that game with a controller is what you're well, saying well oh, loose, okay. loosely termed controller oh, okay okay no literally like, a figurative it. controller okay okay yes. well, <laughs> you this will make sense later guys i'm sorry we're just yeah. we're just teasing the end of the episode just
0: <laughs> Making you stick around just yeah. so, you, just so you can find out what the heck iOS game. Um, <laughs> Please don't leave. Yeah, <laughs> stay. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I, I think I think that's it. I mean, also this this is this is fresh on my brain, but I've really been looking at uh, different ways to like redo my office totally. So I was I was kind of talking through some of those options and like some of the ideas that I have with my partner, and uh, we we I think collectively we've we've got some some good good thoughts on how to move forward. Um, but anyway, stay stay tuned for for that update in the future. Hoping uh, hopefully I'm hoping I'll be able to do something you know in the next month or two months to kind of get the ball rolling on that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, anyway stoked uh anything else before we go to the news
1: um no let's uh let's go to the news do you want to take the first story
0: sure let's jump on in uh we got from game informer japanese neo geo pocket exclusive mega uh sorry mega man battle and fighters is now on the switch so yeah this game was only on the neo geo pocket color and only in japan uh until now so I'm not, gonna, I'm not saying I'm going to get this game, but I think that it's really cool that, you know, we've got another, like yet another Neo Geo Pocket Color game that is available to play on the Switch now.
1: Yeah, that's, uh, I, I haven't played these games, but, but uh, that's, it's, it, I think it is actually really cool.
0: Yeah, you know, for the sake of, like, game preservation and stuff, it's nice to see this, like, carry forward and come out of the, the only region that it was released in previously.
1: Uh, speaking of which, Mega Man Battle, uh, Mega Man Battle Network is also coming to the Switch, which is going to be pretty exciting. <laughs> we may have talked about it. That was just like a, a oddly ten, tangent, tangentially related subject, but I'm kind of excited about that one because I've heard good things about the Battle Network. So,
0: yeah, I haven't. I've have not played any of those Mega Man games. Like really, I've not really played any Mega Man games outside of like. The first two Mega Man games on NES, and then like the first Mega Man X game. I've played a little bit of, and that's it.
1: Same. Um, my coworker says that if you can get past the graphics, the early Battle Network games are really, really good. So,
0: um, which, thir- is that the three D one?
1: Um, or no? I think it's uh, who. It was on the Game Boy Advance. So oh, okay, okay, okay.
0: Yeah, I was thinking it was like the like 3D third-person Mega Man PlayStation games.
1: Oh, okay. And I think that one came out on, on 64 also, Mega Man 64. Oh, man, I forgot there was a Mega Man 64.
0: Yeah, anyway. yeah. All right. Well, I will not continue to talk about Mega, Mega Man games that I know
1: nothing about. Yes. Um, what about, uh, what do we got next? Uh, so arcade one up announces Marvel versus Capcom Two cabinet with eight games and Wi-Fi play. I, maybe a friend of the show, Gerald RX 40 would be really stoked about this. Maybe. <laughs> well, he's,
0: he's more Tekken.
1: Oh, more Tekken. Oh, okay. Okay. But
0: what's funny is I, I, I saw just this evening, probably like two, three hours ago, uh, minister gold on Twitch. He was streaming, building this cabinet.
1: Oh, this particular so, one. Apparently, wow. it's
0: apparently it's already out. I guess maybe, uh-huh. or maybe it was maybe it was this one.
1: Yeah, I thought uh, so. He had been talking on stream that he was going to pick up a, a cabinet, and then like, sure enough, a week later, he had one on his doorstep. So,
0: <laughs> oh, maybe it was the first Marvel versus Capcom then, because the pre-orders for this uh, Marvel vs. Capcom two. Um, it is saying it goes uh, up for pre-order on September the eighth, and I ships see. a few weeks later. So he must be he must have been assembling the original Marvel uh, versus Capcom. But this this cabinet looks good. Man, yep. arcade one up stuff is looks it's it's looking like it's getting better and better.
1: Yeah, well, I'm I'm just glad they're still like continuing to make these because sometimes these companies they sort of come up and then they just sort of shutter they go away you know something happens and they go out of business but if they're continuing to make these I mean there must be a market for them and they must be doing okay
0: I swear man if I had the space for it I would own like practically every one of these cabinets they've made Mm -hmm. like maybe maybe I should just rent out a storage unit (laughs) (laughs) just go play games and And just be like okay I'm gonna go to the arcade (laughs) aka my storage unit and then just like you know Turn on, turn on a black light, get one of those crazy, uh, like bowling alley and like old arcade, like rugs for the grounds, you know, that'd be, oh my God, that'd be so much fun.
1: Some, uh, people might show up with a fistful of quarters wanting to
0: hang out with you. That, that'd be pretty rad. <laughs> uh, open up my own unofficial, uh, arcade in a storage unit. But anyway, okay, back to Marvel vs. Capcom 2. So not only is it Marvel vs. Capcom 2, but there's Marvel versus Capcom, Marvel Super Marvel Super Heroes versus Street Fighter, X-Men versus Street Fighter, Marvel Super Heroes, X-Men Children of the Atom, X-Men Mutant Apocalypse, and Marvel Super Heroes in War of the Gems. Those are all the games that are going to be on this particular cabinet. Wow. And uh, I really like the artwork on the side. I also really like... That like almost staticky looking like black and white, uh, surface. Like it's very, Mm
1: -hmm. it's
0: very reminiscent of old, uh, Capcom cabinets to me. Yeah. Um, so anyway, looking super cool. Glad to see that arcade one up is still, is still alive and kicking and making cool stuff.
1: That they're still one upping the arcades. Yes, exactly.
0: All right. Uh, well, the next thing in next thing in the news. So I talked about this while I was like, oh, I'm going to use air quotes and say when I was streaming earlier today, um, uh-huh. at least streaming to discord. I can't remember if you were in the conversation then or not, uh, but talking with a friend of the show, Mr. Jeffrey Carroll, and I was like, hey, man, did you know that they're discontinuing this feature that's on your PlayStation five? uh which is the accolades feature and he was like what's that and I was <laughs> yeah. like I was like so that tells me exactly why this is going away is because apparently people weren't using this and this is something that I remembered that that Sony like they they talked about this before mm-hmm. the PS5 came out and it's something I thought was really cool because it's it's basically just like the uh now i can't remember the name of the system in overwatch you know when you finish a match Uh, you can like endorsements endorsements thank you it's like the endorsement system there because here for the accolades people can say that are not on your friends list but you've played with them online if you're helpful if you're welcoming if you were a good sport and then each one of those colors fills up a little ring around your your avatar and also like you can see the total number of accolades and anyway it's a, it I thought that was going to be a really cool way for you to be able to show other people on PSN hey I'm not a troll I'm not a jerk yeah. people think I'm actually like good to play with and I thought that was going to be something like really positive for matchmaking nobody's using it yeah <laughs> nobody's right. using it and and it seems also like the, the games may need to take advantage of this system as well mm-hmm. and I think that's something that also maybe the, de- the developers were not baking in so they're just completely scrapping this which I, I think it's a shame like I understand why since nobody has really been using it at all like anecdotally talking to Jeffrey this afternoon he was like yeah none of the people in my friends list have this actually set up like, mm. like they have no accolades whatsoever <laughs> Like, nobody has received any of them. I was like, well, I was like, this this is a frustrating thing to me about Sony sometimes is they'll have really great stuff, but they do, like, not as great of a job marketing
1: it. Yeah, I, I also own a PS5 and did not know about this. I'm, I'm so. going to
0: give you a pass since yeah. you've only had <laughs> it for, like, just a couple of months. That's true. But, but yeah, I, I do remember this is a thing um, when they were... I don't know when they were showing off the PS5 that I was like, "Wow, that's something that's really cool," and I hope, I hope becomes more widespread across all like multiplayer platforms.
1: Yeah, um, this almost reminds me of like in the Xbox 360 days, like you could make your little. Av- not not your avatar. This was before Avatar, but they had these tags like your handle. You could be the like the underground gamer <laughs> or the uh, competitive gamer or the casual family gamer, friendly or yeah. whatever it
0: was like family <laughs> yeah. zone or I can't remember.
1: So I mean that that was kind of cool idea to kind of put people in buckets anyway. Um, but I th- I think that Riot figured this out the best, and that's that I read an article on how. Uh, riot punishes sort of bad players as they just put all the toxic players in the same pool. Like if you want to go be toxic, then you're going to first you're going to be informed that you were, have been labeled as toxic and you're going to have to go play with the other toxic players. And this is how you can, you know, improve your status and basically just kind of like, yeah, putting any time out kind of uh,
0: rockstar did that with GTA online way back in the day. I'm sure it's probably the same, But Mm. um yeah.
1: Yeah. I didn't see much improvement there and I can't speak to League of Legends, so there you
0: go. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, yeah, League is just not my kind of game. I've played it a few times, but I'm I'm good.
1: Yeah, I've played I've played games like it. I really liked Heroes of the the Storm. I would continue I would play more of that. If someone said, Let's play heroes of my hot dog, let's go. (laughs) Sign me up. Um we had one more story coming yeah,
0: in. Yeah, no, thanks for finding that. I completely forgot about that.
1: Hot off the presses. I'll, I'll go ahead. But uh, Super Punch-Out has a hidden multiplayer mode that was discovered after almost three decades.
0: Yeah, like somebody discovered it just a few days ago or at least announced it just a few days ago. It's yeah. crazy.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's we're going to start finding things like this as games start getting more, like more and more games get decompiled and, you know, they start, uh, I don't know, turning the code upside down and shaking it and see what falls out. (laughs) But yeah, but, uh, I, I imagine anyway, but yeah, it looks like you hold a couple buttons on the second controller and it will allow you to play in multiplayer mode. I somehow I'm skeptical that no one found this at all. Like someone must have done this by accident. Like had a faulty controller that they plugged in, or, or I don't know. I mean,
0: I feel like it would have been on some website somewhere.
1: Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it, it's kind of interesting because it's not It doesn't seem like it's truly a multiplayer mode. It's a, it's kind of like you're letting the second player control the AI controlled character. So uh right, it's not, well still. Yeah. I mean it's still multiplayer, yes. But I feel like if you wanted to make it fair, you would have to switch sides, like, or something like that, or I I don't know. It's it's kind of I can kind of see why this did not this wasn't like publicized by Nintendo. Yeah. But in a way, um I think People would probably got a lot more enjoyment out of the game if they'd known about this. The, some way to include there's you know someone else there instead of passing the controller back and forth.
0: Yeah. Well, Super so. Punch Out's still pretty fun, even if you're playing it single player.
1: Yeah. Yeah. For sure. All right. Oh, yeah. Well. Anything else? I've never played Super Punch Out. Oh, really? Yeah. I've only played Punch Out. Oh.
0: It's, um, I think it's in the Nintendo switch online, super mm. Nintendo stuff.
1: That's yeah. It's a, it should get on that. I think I played punch out on, uh, in animal crossing. Cause it was one of the consoles. Yeah. Get, so, oh my so. God.
0: I love that. That was one of my <laughs> favorite things about the original animal crossing. Yeah. So good. I just had so many, like all those NESs that represented a single game, like all of those just lined up in my basement.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's a, It's kind of just a neat sort of meta way to play a game, like a game inside of a game.
0: Yeah, um, I mean, that's also what I really enjoyed about, uh, like, or I really enjoyed going to the arcade in Shenmue.
1: Yeah, I. I think we talked about that. Yeah, I like games and games, just for the record. But I think we did talk about when the speedrunner. Um, beat the demo of <laughs> Ocarina of Time, or set a new yeah. record in the in the demo on Super Smash Brothers Melee. Yep. Crazy, crazy stuff. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, we might have to we have to do that sometimes. Games inside of games. I think uh, there's there's one there's a sumo sushi game in in Bully. There's a few arcade games tonight in in Bully, and I like that one. Hey bro, I heard you like
0: games. So I put a game in your game. <laughs> yes. So that you can game while you game. Yeah. Amazing. Perfect. Okay. Well, we got anything else while we are here in 2022, or should we travel back in time? Let's go back in time. All right. Well, let's get in the time. Oh wait. Hold on a second. We're we're going to be talking about uh, we're going to be talking about Call of Duty. I can't remember if I normally say that or you normally say that. But anyway. But now let's let's jump in the time machine. <laughs> <laughs> And we have arrived back in October, October the 29th of 2003. And that song that's playing on a Zune, was a Zune a thing? I can't remember. This time period is so fuzzy. No, I think, I think a Zoom, maybe it was 2005. On, the, on my Diamond Rio MP3 player. <laughs> I had one of those. Yeah, um, Is the song Baby Boy from Beyonce featuring Sean Paul. And uh, now that song is finishing up the number one song in the UK. And sorry, that was the number one song in the US. The number one song in the UK uh, today is "Be Faithful" from Fat Man Scoop. I had what to look amazing. that up because I was like, "This sounds like what is this? I've never heard of this." Turns out, I think I've heard it, but again, I'm I'm on the fence of like, is this a bunch of samples? and then him yelling over it? Or is this all like an original song that has been sampled to other places? That I don't know. Uh, yes, all of those, probably. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just blanket, yes. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, yeah. So I, I was like, I've never even heard of Fat Man Scoop, so I looked him up, and uh, I guess I, I saw a music video from 2017, so he's still doing stuff. Fat Man wow. Scoop is still, still, uh, doing shows, still making music, still scooping. Yep. He didn't look, he didn't look very overweight though. Maybe, Uh maybe he should be like average build man scoop (laughs) or maybe even like
1: kind of built man scoop. Or maybe, um, drop the F and replace it with a pH. And then there you go. Yeah. That's the kind of fat man scoop. (laughs) That was, that was relevant during this
0: time. I'm pretty sure. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. Or at least I guess that would have been the tail end possibly. I don't know. 2003, man. It's uh 19 years ago. Um, all right. Other stuff going on this month is, uh, October the third, Roy Horn of Siegfried and Roy is attacked by one of the shows tigers canceling the show for good. Oh, I remember um, when that happened. (laughs)
1: That was a big deal.
0: Yeah, it was. Uh October the 5th, Chicago Cubs win their first MLB postseason series since the 1908 World Series with a 5-1 win over the Atlanta Braves. Uh, October the 7th, California holds gubernatorial recall election. Governor Gray Davis loses, and actor Arnold Schwarzenegger becomes governor. Yep. That was uh that was a thing. We had mm-hmm. the governator. Um <laughs> October the 10th, Sharon, Uh wait, yes, Sharon. Ibadi is awarded the Nobel peace prize for his significant and pioneering efforts for democracy and human rights, making her the first Iranian Muslim woman to receive the prize. Uh, October the 15th, China launches Shenzhou five. And I hope I said that right. I'm not quite sure. Uh, It's first manned space mission. So good on you, China getting into space. Uh, October 25th, 15th college football, Holy war. (laughs) Which is just a ridiculous sentence. <laughs> yeah. College football holy war. Yeah. Uh, Boston College beats Notre Dame twenty-seven to twenty-five in Chestnut Hill, October the thirtieth. Wicked premieres on Broadway and the Ger- or, sorry, at the Gershwin Theater, starring Edina uh, Menzel and Kristen Chenoweth. Movies released this month include *The Singing Detective*, *Scary Movie 3*, *George the Jungle 2*, *The Texas Chainsaw Massacre*, *Mystic River*, *Elf*, *Kill Bill* Volume One, and *School of Rock*.
1: Oh, that that one's a good one. Yeah, it was.
0: uh, I that was that was a pretty decent movie, or sorry, pretty decent month for movies. Yeah. Uh, music albums released this month include Shoots Too Narrow from The Shins, Dear Catastrophe Waitress from Belle and Sebastian, In Keeping Secrets of Silent Earth 3 from Coheed and Cambria, Chicken and Beer from Ludacris, Frank from Amy Winehouse, Transatlanticism uh, from Death Cab for Cutie, mm. and Room on Fire from The Strokes.
1: Man, I love that album. I, I literally just Google searched Death Cab for Cutie, like, yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe the day before yesterday. Anyway,
0: and then uh, video games released this month include Max Payne 2, The Fall of Max Payne, Jack 2, SSX 3, Super Mario (laughs) Advance 4, Super Mario Brothers 3. (laughs) It's a month of sequels. (laughs) Uh, Crimson Skies, High Road to Revenge, Tony Hawk's Underground, Mm -hmm. Tom Clancy's Rainbow Six 3, The Elder Scrolls 3 Morrowind Game of the Year Edition. Um, So, yeah. Those are some notable releases from the month. And now on to the the featured
1: game. Call of Duty, as mentioned before, was released October 29th, 2003. Was it mentioned before? Did you actually say the time? Yes. Yes, maybe.
0: At Um, least, yeah, at least the day that we traveled back to.
1: I I always say that. It was, oh, it was released, as mentioned before, but I I actually don't even recall if you mentioned it when you're talking about it. So silly me okay no, you're good quit doubting myself we're gonna <laughs> go forward so it is playable today on PC Xbox 360 ps3 and Mac so you you told me it, this was a re-release that um
0: yeah so it was sort of, at least the 360 and ps3 it's uh-huh. the Xbox Live arcade release of okay. the original Call of Duty because it couldn't have come out. <laughs> on these consoles when it was originally released. And I yeah. think I think the, uh, I think it was they didn't even get released on 360 and PS3 until like 2011 or 2010 something like that.
1: Yeah, way after Call of Duty 2 and probably yeah. Call of Duty 3 we're I also I mean I think I think Call of Duty Modern 4 Warfare. like Modern
0: Warfare was already out by the time this
1: came to consoles. That makes that makes sense. I I remember probably roughly Christmas 2007 getting um I got uh, Call of Duty 3 on the PS3. That was probably the one of the worst Christmas gifts I think I got <laughs> just because like it, like, ha- like ever like
0: hands down like Call of uh, duty three is the worst present I ever got
1: you know it we'll just say it's the worst present that I actually asked for that I actually got I didn't know oh. what I was getting um, because it yeah. wasn't a good game and it sure as heck didn't run well it's, on the PS3 so <laughs> it, yeah it
0: it was sad I felt I felt sad about Call of Duty 3 because the first two were
1: so good. I think they were already hard at work on modern warfare at this point
0: so they yeah, and just I, think, kind of... I think they handed the development off to somebody else
1: but anyway okay. makes sense on to the history Call of Duty was developed by Infinity Ward a new studio formed in 2002 that's also a weird sentence to say. Yeah, yeah it is uh, well and then uh... and then the, the next thing you say too Originally consisting of 21 employees, many of whom were project-led developers from the successful Medal of Honor: Allied Assault, released the same year. Interesting. Yeah. Led by chief, uh, led by Chief Creative Officer Vince Sampella. development began in April 2002, and the team grew to 27 members by May of 2003. Using an enhanced version of idtech 3, game engine developed for Quake 3 Arena and an in-house skeleton, skeletal animation system called Ares. Uh, Infinity Ward set out to develop a new World War II era video game that, unlike many of its predecessors, placed more emphasis on squad-based play with intelligent assistance from teammates during large-scale battles. The team extensively researched weapons, artillery, and vehicles from World War II to enhance the authenticity of animation and sounds used throughout the game. The game's budget was $4.5 million. Another
0: area the development team focused on was the their artificial intelligence pathfinding component dubbed Conduit. The ability to suppress the enemy with cover fire and clear obstacles such as fences and windows was tightly integrated into the squad-based aspect of the single-player campaigns. The AI in the game was designed to flank the opponent, back grenades, or sorry, bank grenades, uh, and move from one cover point to another. Lead animation director Michael Boone explained that that, that excuse me explained that actions which would have normally been scripted in past games were moved to a dynamic AI environment in order to help create a different experience each time the levels are replayed. While the campaigns were the primary focus, development of the multiplayer modes were tailored to please modders. Zeed Reika, uh, a lead designer, clarified that gameplay and modes were written in script making, sorry, in script making it extremely easy for players to make their own modifications to Call of Duty Multiplayer.
1: As for the reception, Call of Duty received critical acclaim according to review aggregator Metacritic. It won several Game of the Year awards for 2003 from several reviewers during the 7th Annual Interactive Achievement Award, now known as the DICE Awards. It was honored Game of the Year of 2003 and the Academy of Interactive Arts and Sciences. By the excuse me, by the uh, Academy of Interactive Arts and Sciences. It also received awards from Computer Game of the Year and Computer First Person Action Game of the Year, along with it being nominated for Outstanding Innovation in Computer Gaming, Outstanding Achievement in Original Music Composition, and uh, Outstanding Achievement in Sound Design. GameSpot named it the Best Computer Game of October of 2003.
0: Computer games magazine named Call of Duty the sixth, best, the sixth best computer game of 2003, and the editors wrote, This game ups the ante in the World War II shooter arena and makes everything that has come before it seem as outdated as France's army. <laughs> Shots fired. <laughs> the, um, the editors of Computer Gaming World presented Call of Duty with their 2003 Shooter of the Year award. They remarked Call of Duty won this category without a shot fired. <laughs> there simply was no debate. It was also nominated for Best Game at the 2004 Game Developers Choice Awards. While it did not receive that award, it did win Infinity Ward, the Rookie Studio of the Year. Man, what a monster this game became.
1: Yeah, Uh, sure.
0: Chuck Russom was also presented with the Excellence in Audio Award for his work on the game.
1: IGN rated the game 9.3 out of 10, with reviewer Dan Adams saying, You have to love a game that glues you to your seat and keeps you interested. A thrilling piece of software that action fans should grab a hold of and love fiercely. His only negative critique was on the short length of the game, which many reviewers pointed out.
0: And as far as the overview for Call of Duty, in case you folks are not familiar with what kind of game Call of Duty is... Uh, As a first-person shooter, Call of Duty places the player in control of an infantry infantry soldier who makes use of various authentic World War II firearms in combat. Each mission features a series of objectives that are marked on the heads-up display's compass. The player must complete all the objectives to advance to the next mission. The player can save and load at any time rather than the checkpoint system utilized in later Call of Duty games.
1: I didn't know you could do that. <laughs> that Yes. So nice what's
0: funny is I was thinking also it was only checkpoint based. And then I was like, can I just save the game? Because there was a lot of crap that I just had to go back and do after dying. And yeah. oh yeah, you can save immediately. Oh, that would have saved me some time. <laughs> it's funny. I was even thinking like, does this game support save states? And I'm like, it's a PC game. Of course it should. But it's yeah. funny that not even the new ones necessarily do. Well, I wonder if they do in PC, but maybe not on console.
1: Anyway. The player has two primary weapon slots, a handgun slot, and can carry up to 10 grenades. Weapons may be exchanged for th- with those found on the battlefield dropped by dead soldiers. Unlike later Call of Duty games, the first allowed the player to, to toggle between different firing modes, single shot or automatic fire. Call of Duty was one of the early first-person shooters to feature iron sights in gameplay. By pressing the corresponding key, the player aims down the gun's actual sights for increased accuracy. In addition to weapons carried by the player, mounted machine guns and other fixed weapons, uh, fixed weapon emplacements are controlled, tr- controllable by the player. The game uses a standard health point system with limited amount of health reflected by a health bar. Med kits scattered throughout the levels or dropped by some foes are used to restore health when the player is injured.
0: Call of Duty also featured shell shock, not to be confused with the psychological condition of the same name. Uh, when there is an explosion near the player, he momentarily experiences. Simulated tinnitus, appropriate sound muffling effects, blurred vision, and also results in the player slowing down, unable to sprint.
1: As the focus of the game is on simulation of the actual battlefield, the gameplay differed from many single player shooters of the time. The player moves in conjunction with allied soldiers rather than alone. Allied soldiers will assist the player in defeating enemies and advancing. However, the player is given charge of completing certain objectives. The game places heavy emphasis on usage of cover, suppressive fire, and grenades. AI-controlled soldiers will take cover behind walls, barricades, and other obstacles when available
0: it's really funny to see that it was a development team of 21 and then 27 when I'm sure hundreds of people now work on the current call of duty games. Yeah.
1: And (laughs) multiple studios, right? So multiple studios for one game, but also two separate studios that sort of tick tock. Yeah. They uh, just kind of go back and forth. Yes. Because, uh, (laughs) well, I think they release one every other year. So it gives them a solid four years to develop each game. Yeah. I think, I think
0: they do now, but I think it was like every other year for a little while, like there'd yeah, be a that, new call of duty crazy. game every single year.
1: Yeah. <clears throat> I mean, that it, they had the numbers to back up the, you know, the yeah. sales. Like it's, it was insanely popular and, I remember towards the tail end of my Call of Duty career, it was like I found out one person just, you know, that I knew said, I'm getting Modern Warfare 3 on the 360. Are you going to? And I'm like, sure, yeah, we could play together. Awesome. And that was enough for me to pick it up. Now, a lot of my friends actually died out after Modern Warfare 1. They played the heck out of that. But then... Um, I think that by that time Medal of Honor was actually coming back. Um, or am I thinking of thinking of a different game? Maybe Battlefield was Battlefield. That was the one. Yeah, Battlefield fairly.
0: was clawing its way back up in popularity. Yes,
1: yeah, exactly. So Battlefield was a big uh, Modern War or Medal of Honor did come back, but that was just even a couple of years later after Battlefield Four or Battlefield Three came out. I think at the time. Anyway, we're not talking about Battlefield. <laughs> so for all I know, this is the first time that I've played this game. It feels very familiar because I have played Call of Duty two on the 360. I so I none nothing really about the game feels familiar. There was one portion that I saw where in the American campaign when you're sort of you know going through France, there's those you have to destroy the the mounted uh, anti aircraft guns. Yeah. And you're going through the uh, uh, the trenches basically mm-hmm. between them. I was like, huh, this feels familiar, but I know in Call of Duty 2 you actually do something similar yeah. in one of the sections. So I'm like, uh, maybe I'm just thinking Call of Duty 2. So
0: yeah, you you might have just been thinking of Call of Duty 2.
1: I remembered what I was going with talking about future releases. So again, yeah, I played all the way up to Modern Warfare 3. I kind of stopped playing after that. Um, I didn't didn't play Black Ops, but so it's just saying that I didn't play this game, but I played the others, we'll just say. Um and I think this game's an interesting part of history myself. Yeah. And the reason being is because it's sort of in this era that this was after Half-Life 1 revolutionized first-person shooters but before Half-Life 2. So Half-Life 2 was shown in 2003, as far as I'm aware, but didn't release until 2004.
0: Yeah, it was actually... I think one of its first announced release dates was supposed to be, like, November of 2003, and then it didn't come yeah. out until November of 2004. Or, like, September 2003, maybe? I don't mm.
1: know. Anyway. Um, so, really interesting. I, I think that it's interesting because you see some of the conventions, like, this is definitely a step up from... Half-Life One and you can see some of the similarities, but it is n- doesn't hold a candle to Half-Life 2. That being said, playing the game, I could I could tell that everything felt very expensive. The way that like I'm not surprised that it cost four and a half million dollars to make this game, but we'll talk about that. Well, it feels a little like such
0: we... a small budget compared to what I'm sure
1: like the modern Call of Duty games oh, take, yeah. Like budget wise. Yeah. But But. most expensive thing is employees, right? So they only had 27, um, to payrolls to handle. So, um, but, but you have a more detailed history. Yeah. More kind of, um, appropriate history of call of duty one.
0: Yeah. Like I actually was looking forward to this game, like leading up to the release. I remember seeing the E3 trailer and just like going, Oh my God, that looks pretty incredible. Like, yeah. Uh, I just watched the E3 trailer earlier today and it's kind of funny to see it now, but like, you know, cause the, the characters are all blocky, like the max, like Max Payne is, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but I don't know. There's just, there's so much going on in this game. Um, so yeah, I, I, I was, I was stoked about it. I had it pre-ordered at my local software, et cetera, in the mall, um, it basically like I feel like it took the intensity of the game Medal of Honor Allied Assault and just like turned it all the way up to eleven.
1: Yeah, I I, I can agree with that. Cause
0: like I remember out, at least if Allied Assault's the right one. Is that the one that has the the Normandy Beach level?
1: Um, I I think I think so. I I'll, I'll I'm gonna double think, check so, that. So I
0: think that's I think that's it. Cause like I played I played that game on the PS2 like from renting it. And I just remember that that D-Day level, I was just like, oh my God, this is so intense. This is so crazy. Like, mm-hmm. but it was just that one level that felt that intense to me, or at least that's the only one that I remember. Whereas like Call of Duty takes that level and takes you through the entire game with that, with that level of intensity. Like the sound design of the game is incredible. Like yeah. I did enjoy the music, and I realized I didn't actually link us to the music. But the actual like the sound design with all the gunfire and the explosions like there's there is such a crazy level of urgency that is in this game that like it just grabs it just grabs onto you right away when you start playing it um out of the three campaigns that exist cuz there there's the the out Al- sorry not just the allied there's the US the British and the Soviet campaigns my favorite one is the Soviet campaign like mm.
1: Definitely has the most, I think, storytelling um, fiber, we'll just say.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, like, the, the, first, the first level of the Soviet campaign is, like, super intense. Um, yeah. You know, we'll talk a little bit more about the specifics of it later. But then also, like, the finale of the game, where you end on, essentially, like, the very last level of the Soviet campaign. It's, it's just, it feels so good. Um, I feel like it really, like, I don't know, for as good as you can in 2003, you, you like, really capture the feeling of, like, yeah, I just defeated the Nazis. Like, this is great. <laughs> and then also around this time, like, of course I played the single player, but the single player campaign is short, just like, just like was mentioned by, by the reviewers that we were reading, like, their complaints about it. So it's, it's short, but oh my God, the multiplayer of this game was so much fun. Like that's basically just what I did. Like I just played the crap out of this game multiplayer after it released and got my friends into it as well. Um, I mean, some of them were already excited too, but like a uh, friend of mine that I'm going to see this weekend, I think, I think I'm, I might have been his call of duty influence and might've been the person that like helped impress upon him that he should build a PC. Um, cause I can't remember if he had one yet. <laughs> But uh, ended up ended up doing a lot of LAN parties with uh, him and other friends, and we played the crap out of Call of Duty, man. Um, it was definitely our go-to LAN party multiplayer game, until Call of Duty 2 came out. And then Call of Duty 2, like, we just hit the ground running with that. But also real quick, I just wanted to throw out the system requirements for, uh, for Call of Duty. I realize I haven't done this for any of the other PC games, but I just, I thought it was funny, seeing that Okay, so it requires a 600 megahertz CPU, 128 megabytes of RAM,
1: and and just a, a thing where a 600 megahertz. I mean, this is a a single core. We're not yes a not single doing 600 hyper threading or anything like this. No, None of that stuff's happening. No,
0: this is this is also. I think when I was using a. Uh, I think I was using uh my terrible processor, my terrible Celeron, my 2.4 at the time. Mm-hmm. So it also requires 1.4 gigabytes of hard drive space. You compare that to like Warzone's 220 <laughs> gigabytes of space, like holy crap, man. Yeah. Uh, and then a 32 megabyte graphics card. 32 okay. megs.
1: <laughs> it's it, well, I mean, it's it's interesting because now this is sort of getting the era where uh Graphics cards are are getting to the point to where they're not really optional. Uh if you want to play PC games. Yeah.
0: Yeah, now now card. now we're firmly in the like so I think the the early 2000s ushered in the like no you need a discrete GPU now. If you want to play games on your yeah. computer that aren't like Sierra point and click adventure, you need you
1: need a GPU. Like Quake had options for like software rendering. Yeah. You know, so you didn't have to have a, you know, graphics accelerator card. Uh, so so
0: one thing that I learned, so I knew that Call of Duty was built on a modified Quake engine. I did not know that it was built off of Quake 3 Arena. I see. Maybe that's why it's so much damn fun.
1: <laughs> it's 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 very possible, Holy especially crap. the multiplayer man, experience,
0: right? Quake 3 Arena multiplayer. Oh, man. That's so good. It's so much fun. But yeah, I guess maybe, maybe because it's the, the bones of quake three arena that this uh, did so well, it did, yeah. did way better than quake three arena. That's for sure.
1: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, it, it definitely seemed a lot of fun. The only like uh shooter around this time, like world war two shooter that I was playing uh, was day of defeat. So that was i i can't say that i played call of duty multiplayer so oh man at the time some good stuff man it seemed like a lot of fun even just like in the single player campaign sniping was fun in that like somehow sniping just, is so much fun in multiplayer it's not really challenging in the single player in a way but it's just satisfying every time it's, you do oh, it oh yeah it's like, so satisfying i think i think sound, part of, yeah i think
0: part of it's the the sa- the sound design man
1: the sound design was so good. Yeah, absolutely incredible. So now, uh, did you want to talk a little bit about the music and we do have the appropriate link here now? Sure. Yeah. I saw Um, that you
0: just, uh, filled that in. So thank you. It's, it's really like a, an orchestral soundtrack and I think it's good. Like I, I think it, I think it's very fitting. I don't have any specific pieces that are in my head, except for maybe the menu music that I can kind of hear. <laughs> like if I'm yeah. just thinking about the game, but but it all like, I don't know, gets, it gets quieter or like swells in the appropriate moments. Like as things get more intense. So I'm wondering if there's like some sort of dynamic, like music and battle system, maybe, maybe not. Maybe they just like have it timed when you like cross the threshold of a particular area and you're going to be taking a lot of gunfire or you're going to see something happen on the screen. But like, again, like they, they just, they did the sound very well in this game. Like the music is good, but I think what they did with the explosions and the guns and the soldiers, like how they talk or, or yelling or like whatever it's, it's top notch. Very, very good.
1: Yeah, I, I agree. Uh, another thing I just noticed listening to the music, too, particularly the menu music, is it also seems time period appropriate as well the music. So it it just it sounds sort of antiquated, you know, 19, you know, 40s going to 50s somewhere around there. So, I, I, yeah, I think they did a really good job. I, I kept thinking of, like, I was watching a Lucasfilm movie the whole time, like, when I heard the music. So if you've, if you've seen that, you know, you've seen, you know, the older Star Wars movies or, you know, Indiana Jones, that's a lot what it felt like through the whole time. Gotcha.
0: So, to me, anyway. Yeah. No, I, I would say that that fits. That makes sense.
1: But sound design, yeah, ton of fun. It's just, like... I was listening to it like when I first put it on and of course, you know, windows cranked it up to full volume. So like I, there was a lot of sound going on, but with all the sound, I, I like, I didn't want to turn it down. It just sounded intense and meeting up with my squad mates. I like, you know, kind of, uh, crouched, like, you know, like I just kind of got in the moment, like I was just being very careful about my movements. Cause I'm like, this is war. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you know, I don't want to die out here. <laughs> it really just got amazing how a game like this, uh, just with that sound design, yeah. I really set the stage and really kind of brought me, drew me in, you know?
0: All right. Well on that listeners, we're going to take a very quick break and allow you to listen to some music from call of duty. well now, now that you've hopefully enjoyed some Call of Duty music, um, why don't we talk to a little bit about some of, uh, I guess, the, the overall like gameplay and mechanics and just, I don't know. I, I kind of put this in here because I'm like, it feels so good. Like, like, I playing this, I'm like, oh yeah, I understand why people still love playing Call of Duty. Like, I'm, I'm mostly over the new stuff and i'll i'll play a new game like once every four or five years but like yeah this like i don't know the the gunplay the sniping like you were talking about like having to like crouch going through the uh like going through the trenches or trying to stay low when there's a sniper shooting at you and being able to go prone and crawl around like this game to me it was like one of the first games that gave you that full range of movement and motion that you really had to utilize all of it or you were going to die like you for sure have to crouch you for sure have to like low crawl on the ground and go prone through certain areas of the game just to just to survive and it's it's crazy how much you have to like just try to survive. <laughs> yeah, like not even yeah. fight, just like, oh my God, hit the deck, get down.
1: <laughs> yeah. Even playing on the uh, easiest difficulties, I played on the easiest difficulty. It There are sections where, yeah, you do have to crouch, you know, or else, the, you know, they're going to get you. That MG42 and, is just going to chew you up. Yeah. It just seems like the whole time to... Uh, it feels like your enemy is like really engaging. Like any one enemy can kill you. If you, if you get too close to them, you know, they'll melee you. If you Um, leave them unchecked. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So it's, it kind of every situation you kind of feel like it's, it's you or me, you know? (laughs) So I don't know how they captured that. Maybe it's just good AI. Yeah. I mean, that's gotta
0: be part of it, but like, yeah, they, they did such a great job. Like, the graphics, it was, it was clear to me that this game is 19 years old. The gameplay, yeah. not so much. Like, it yeah. did not. Actually, the only thing that felt like there, the, the only thing that aged it was the health pack pickups. Mm. Like, okay. having to actually pick up health packs, I'm like, oh, yeah. I forgot games, uh, you know, I forgot that the first call of duty did this because by call of duty two, I remember some of the criticism was you didn't even pick up health packs. What do you just like magically regenerate? Like your screen goes red and you're like, uh, and then like, you're fine. Like what? That's, that's not fun. And turns out it is fun. It's really fun.
1: Yeah. I actually prefer that system, but, uh, it- but the health packs. Yeah. It, it I, I mean, thank goodness some of these soldiers actually dropped them and we shoot <laughs> I know. them because I would have I been was scavenging dead.
0: for them sometimes and having yeah, to backtrack to go pick them up.
1: Especially some levels you are forced to backtrack. So if you pick up all the health packs, your way back's going to be real hard. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah,
0: one, one level yeah. immediately comes to mind in what you're talking about right now and having to backtrack. Uh,
1: yeah. Yes. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll talk like a little bit about campaigns, I'm sure, but th- this game does have some minor backtracking kind of in many levels. Yeah. So,
0: but yeah, I don't know, man. Just the, the gunplay felt so good. Again, sniping, man. Sniping th- that the whole how good this game felt sniping is the reason why I started playing another game that I've been playing recently
1: that, that oh, I'm also looking oh, forward to yeah. talking about. <laughs> yes, yeah. I
0: also Also, I got to say like there there were a couple of times um one one of the game the game that you and I have been playing a lot recently like it's really it really pulled both of us in in the past couple of weeks. Yeah. And there was it was hard for me to want to go and play Call of Duty and stop playing this other game, but once but once I started killing a bunch of Nazis just something opened up in my brain and was like oh yeah Nazis are the best bad guys like I take I take joy in murdering their faces off like it just the intensity like I don't know I ended up I ended up telling myself okay I'm gonna play through like till I get halfway through the game and then I basically played through the entire game and like like I was going to say one sitting, technically like two sittings is what it took me to get through this whole game. Cause I was having so much fun shooting Nazis.
1: <laughs> it's like a fire awoke, you know, started burning yeah, inside of you. Just like you the know.
0: first couple were like the embers that started the whole thing. And then, oh my That's... God, I had like a, a raging California forest fire going for how much <laughs> like Uh, To represent the joy that I had in killing Nazis. I don't know, man.
1: (laughs) Something about the time period too, because after Medal of Honor and Call of Duty came out, there was like, there was a lot of World War II games that were released. Um, Yeah, there were. And it was almost a decade worth it. It it, it felt like, it was more probably like five years, but there were like World War II games being released every year, World War II shooters. Um, So, At some point, like by probably 2007, when uh, Modern Warfare released, I was done with uh, World War II. Yeah, I was I was burned
0: out on World War II also.
1: But now we've had, you know, maybe about 15 years to kind of heal (laughs) and sort of not play anything World War II. I think I might have played a a little bit of Company of Heroes, too, at some point. Sure.
0: And like I've I've played some of the like Nazi zombie trilogy games. It's kind of World War II, but not really. It's like it's like a zombie game with a World War II coat of paint slapped on it.
1: Yes, right. I- exactly. So coming back to this, I mean it was felt incredibly nostalgic, but it also felt fresh, you know? Yeah. So Yeah. I, I hope I hope Activision isn't listening. We'll get another World War Two. I mean,
0: they did the World War Two Call of Duty <laughs> yes. in the past few years. I haven't played it yet, but maybe yeah. if I see it go on sale at some point, maybe I'll pick it up now that I'm now that I'm itching to kill more more Nazis.
1: Yeah, that is, that is true. Call of duty, world war two. I wonder how that went. I, I was kind of like in my head, I was like, no, no, no. I was there in 2003. That's okay. Like <laughs> I don't want to play, play that again, but, um, yeah, it was probably, probably decent. I'd like to see what, you know, see how it came full circle. Yeah. And I'm know,
0: curious the, if, uh, call of duty, world war two, the new one, if that uh, was... If that was Infinity War developed or if it was... I can't remember the other studio. But anyway. Um, well, let's see. Uh, anything else on gameplay or should we start talking about some of the weapons? Yeah, let's talk about the weapons. There are some bolt-action rifles. We got the Car 98K, the Nagan, uh the Springfield and Lee Enfield. Out of those, did you have a favorite? You know, they, they go to each... I guess, faction.
1: Um, um, yeah, I, I think the, um, I think what I was using, um, the Mazan that one, I, I think it hits pretty hard. It's just, uh, I, it, it was a little slow to reload. Now I, I've, I understand that there, um, uh, you know, it Was it was said earlier, there was might, might be a Automatic or semi-automatic mode that I was missing or something about of, of, of that, but
0: I, I don't think it would have been there for the bolt action. That yeah. would have been more on the the next uh, the next one for like the semi-auto, and I think even on the like the submachine guns, yeah, um, or the the light medium slash weight machine guns. I think yes. those had some of the like different firing modes, mm-hmm. but yeah, the the top bolt actions were all just slow bolt actions.
1: Yeah. I, I assume that the Springfield was in the American campaign and I think that that one was a little faster for some reason, uh, reloading, or maybe there was less enemies that I was dealing yeah, with. I mean,
0: the Springfield and the Lee Enfield feel a little bit faster than something like the car 98.
1: Yeah. Yeah, the uh, the Mazanagan, it was like my worst fear is if I rounded a corner and I shot an enemy and there was an enemy right next to him, I'm like, oh, God, it's going to take me like three seconds before I'm going to be able to kill that guy. Yeah, and I just have to like take the hit while I'm reloading, you know? And so
0: uh, Yeah, like that's interesting because I, I noticed uh, running into that and I'm like, okay, only going to have my bolt action out like... If I'm not going through a doorway or something or into a corridor, and then yeah. that's when I would try to switch to like uh, an SMG or something.
1: Yeah, exactly. Or at least a
0: semi-auto if I had one. Yeah. Um. So then, semi-automatic rifles: we have the M1 Grand, the M1A1 Carbine, the Gewehr 43, and the Torokev. Nope. sorry, never mind. The Gewehr and the Torokev are Call of Duty: United Offensive only. Oh, interesting. So these the but. I thought that was, if I'm even saying that right, I thought that was in the game,
1: but maybe yeah. it wasn't. United Offensive was that a separate release of the game? I'm not. That familiar was with that this. was the
0: expansion. Oh, remember, remember expansions before before yeah. DLC was the thing. Yeah, you I actually liked bought those. a disc. For yeah, it? yeah. So it was uh, Call of Duty United Offensive was an expansion for the original Call of Duty uh, prior to the release of Call of Duty. Yeah, Call
1: of Duty Two. Oh wow! I wish
0: I yeah. United done that. Offensive was cool.
1: Yeah, I wonder if that's on Steam or if that was something I could.
0: It is. Um, I I got I got that. So I got Call of Duty, Call of Duty United Offensive, and Call of Duty Two in a pack on Steam um, recently because it was actually like on sale for not a crazy price, and that's why I was like, all right, well, let's play Call of Duty. <laughs>
1: Yeah, and that's, that's kind of just while we mentioned Steam, they don't go on sale very often, and they're rarely more no. than 50% off, which I find yeah. interesting.
0: Activision discounts Call of Duty the same way that Nintendo discounts first-party Nintendo games. Yeah. Like, like hardly ever, and not that much. Yeah. So, yeah. Anyway, I was like, well, Call of Duty is $10 19 years later. It's the cheapest you're going
1: to see it. Yeah. And it's $20 full price or something. It's kind of... It is. It just, still
0: sells for 20 bucks, standard retail, which mm-hmm. is insane to me. They're like, I think they're really actively discouraging you from buying old games mm-hmm. and they just want you to buy the
1: newest one. Yeah. Now, so
0: like, like, you know, stuff that came out 15 years ago is still like $60 or something.
1: I was gonna say it might be worth twenty dollars, but actually, to me, I'm like, no, it's definitely worth ten dollars. I think it's a good ten dollar game, if you ask me. But
0: I mean, if you if you've never played it and you really want to experience it, I'd still say that you could pay twenty bucks for it and not be pissed off. Hmm. Okay, but fair enough. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe you, you gotta you gotta really like World War II shooters though.
1: And I'm again I'm only considering the story campaign because I didn't play multiplayer. So if there was some way that you could play multiplayer also, I'd say absolutely worth 20 bucks.
0: Yeah, I, I think multiplayer is still a thing. I did not try to play it. Yeah. Um, but I'm I'm pretty sure it still works. Hmm. Um okay. So out of the M1, so actually out of the semi-autos, did
1: you have a favorite? No no, I don't I don't think so.
0: M1 Grand baby all day. Yeah, I love that gun. I love the bing when you're done when you get through your eight rounds. That's and what just that like, noise bing! was. And <sighs> the clip thing pops out and you pop in your two other and it's bing. Yeah, one two three four five six seven eight bing.
1: Yeah, I couldn't <laughs> name it, you know, based on what you were what you were saying. But now when you said the noise, I'm like, okay, I yeah. remember that gun. That one. The Grand, dude. The Grand hits like a freight train. Yeah, I love it it hits well. Semi-automatic. Yeah, got me, saved my life.
0: <laughs> Game. I just hate, though, when I'm down to two rounds on it, and I'm like, well, I can't hit reload, because you can't, you can't reload it unless the clip is totally empty.
1: Oh, I see. Makes sense.
0: That's the thing about the grand. so I'm like, all right, well, I got two bullets left. I'm just going to fire off those two bullets yeah. into space <laughs> so that I can have a fresh eight-round clip as I turn this corner. Um, all right, then submachine guns. You have the MP40, the Thompson, the Sten, and the PPSH. Did you have a favorite out of those four?
1: You know, let's see. Um, I think the one I'm thinking of is the Sten. That was my favorite. I think that was the, the one, one with the, like a little stick yeah, clip on the side a handle, for the British. Yes, a handle slice clip. Um, it just, I don't know, it just felt good. It shot smooth. It shot consistent. A decent clip size, like... I think a lot of things felt very good about that weapon in my opinion. Man,
0: I love the PPSH, that Russian one, with uh-huh. the drum magazine. It's got 71 rounds in it. So the, you, you yeah. practically never have to reload.
1: So the AI I saw had that gun in that first mission. Cause you know, I didn't get through this whole game. Uh, I, I got through, you know, the Russian campaign through a couple levels there. Um, Maybe actually, I don't know. I don't know if that first level, that first level, might be kind of long. But anyway, um, yeah, the first one's one.
0: kind of long, and you don't have a weapon.
1: Yeah, you don't have a weapon through a lot of it. So, spoiler alert, for uh, a couple of minutes from now. Yes. So, <laughs> so, so the, yeah, that P P S H was looked really good, but I I didn't get to wield one. So,
0: yeah, I love that gun. Um. All right, for support weapons, uh, like you know the the big guns. Got the the BAR, the MP forty four, the Bren LMG, and the FG forty two. Did you have a favorite out of those?
1: Um, I didn't, but you can maybe you do.
0: Um, so it's kind of a toss up between the BAR and the MP forty four for me. I see. I, th- I think they're both pretty solid guns. I feel like in in Call of Duty multiplayer, um, way back in the day, that's like those are the two. If I was gonna use that big of a gun. That's what I was going to go for. Okay. One of those two. Um, let's see. Those machine guns are called United Offensive only. So let's see. Sidearms. We got the Colt 45, the Luger. Mm. And uh, I guess that's it. <laughs> Maybe. Two? Is it saying, but what about the Torokev TT-33? three. I can't remember if, if you actually, cause you know what? I never used my pistol.
1: Yeah. I, I didn't, I literally either.
0: never used it.
1: Yeah. I think it was, there was a couple desperate moments where I was driving in the car where, where you get blown up if they, if you uh, die. So, but like while my other guns were out of ammunition, I would switch to it just as a desperate attempt to take them out before they can destroy me. But, um, yeah, pretty much not did not use the sidearm. Almost a waste of a weapon slot, if you ask me, because you could carry another yeah. weapon there.
0: Yeah. So during during the campaign, I never used them. I know that I used the sidearms when I used to play Call of Duty multiplayer back in the day. Yeah. Um, but that's it. Um, and then rocket launcher as well. There's one. There's the Panzerfaust, <laughs> and uh, I used the heck out of that on one of the levels that um, I know that that we did for sure both play. Hmm. Um, but I'll talk about that level a little later And my reliance on the Panzerfausts. <laughs> um, and then we had grenades, M2 frag grenade, the RGD 33 stick grenade. Okay. Anyway, there's the Stilhan Grenata, which is just kind of fun to say. Yeah. Um,
1: it's all one I big
0: word. Yeah. <laughs> I, like didn't really have a favorite grenade other than just, I really like saying Stilhan Grenata.
1: Yeah, there you go. <laughs> so that's, that's your favorite. It's the grenade. favorite
0: one. The yeah. German one, the little stick and the green top part—I don't know, whatever. Anyway.
1: Yeah, I didn't fun. notice that it necessarily went any further than the other grenade, though. I—if you're considering nope. physics, it probably did. But
0: it just—it just has the most fun name to say. Yeah. Um, and let's see. I, yeah, these things aren't. Interesting. It was like, and then there's a miscellaneous category that's like, uh, I don't okay, an ammunition clip. Hooray! Yeah.
1: Well, which actually
0: you do, you do get handed that ammunition clip. Yeah. Um, in the very beginning of that that Soviet campaign, but I guess we'll we'll talk about that in a minute.
1: Yeah, I'm ex- I'm real interested to talk about that one actually. So. All right.
0: Um, anything else about weapons? Uh, before we mosey on to talk about the campaigns.
1: Uh, not that, not that I can think of though. Um, some of the, uh, this game does have some really, like it's probably under the miscellaneous, but some really fun, like anti-aircraft and turret guns that you get to shoot, um, to take out, um, oh, yeah, tanks and whatnot. And that, 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 those were pretty fun sections, but we, we yeah, can talk those about those cool. in the levels. I'm sure.
0: All right. Well, campaigns. There were three three main campaigns in the game. Uh the American campaign, the British campaign, and the Soviet campaign. And for the Americans, you you take the role of Private Martin. And the British campaign, you are Sergeant Jack Evans. And the Soviet campaign, you are Corporal Alexei Ivanovich Vororen. Wait, Vororenin. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Nice. Um, so yeah, those those are the people you are. Um, and I, I do really like the way that this game kind of structured everything where it's like, it's like, no, we're not just going to show you the, the perspective from one person, not even mm-hmm. one faction. It's like everyone who fought against the Nazis, <laughs> yes. like early, well, not everyone. Cause you know, there were other countries that were also in it, but I guess the biggest, the biggest players, so to speak, Um, so out of the three campaigns, I think, I think I enjoyed the, the American one the least. Uh, yeah, I can see that. Like, not that it was bad. I just feel like the most intense memories that I have are from the British campaign and the Soviet campaign. The, the American campaign
1: almost feels like a tutorial of sorts, right? Like, yeah.
0: Well, I mean, especially the, you know, the first level, yeah, you're, like you're basically, you're a tutorial. basic. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like you're, you're a basic training. Uh, anything, anything else in particular that you want to, I guess, say about the campaign itself before we actually can kind of break down the levels or
1: should we just jump to the levels? Um, we can, we could talk about the levels a little bit. All right.
0: And I think it has them organized in each yes it does have them organized in each campaign when you hit that little expand thing for it mm-hmm. it's it's interesting the way this website is laid out the, yes uh, the call of duty wiki indeed for i guess for the uh, the american campaigns uh, any, any particular levels that struck your fancy or anything that you want to talk about from those
1: uh, so i i just you know the the I think the tutorial level was interesting. I just want to say that first, you know, just get that out of the way because it, it does sort of, you know, it's like you're in basic training and you have to do different things. You got to climb under the barbed wire while live rounds are above you and you got to shoot the targets. Um, that's sort of an interesting thing because that's like sort of a staple that stuck with Call of Duty. There's always sort of this tutorial level that has like where they're, you're timed like later on. Yeah. So they really decided to kind of gamify it. But I thought that was kind of interesting, informative, sort of set the tone a little bit. Um, I enjoyed it. I think that was a good move overall.
0: Yeah, it's funny to like, I didn't even... I didn't even give the tutorial level a second thought because it's so commonplace. Yeah, right. In, especially within the Call of Duty series. Uh, but that's that's a good call out because this was their their first time kind of setting it up. And it is funny. You're right. I totally forgot about their gamification of it in future releases where it's like, you know, do it in a particular time limit.
1: yeah, it's and it, I mean, there's trophies that got locked behind it and uh, leaderboards and all kinds of silly stuff with that that turned into, but it, but yeah, this was sort of their first crack at it.
0: and I'm taking a look at the at the levels from the American campaign, and I'm just having a hard time yeah
1: it's really hard to I'm having re- a hard recall.
0: time Well, recalling, but then also like, I'm mean like, okay, well that I really like these.
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, I I think the, um, St. Mare, uh, Eglise day. That's, that's probably one that stuck out with the, um, the rocket launcher, right. That you wanted to talk about.
0: Actually the, what I was thinking of was from the British campaign.
1: Oh, okay. That's the, uh, Pegasus bridge. Pegasus bridge day. Okay. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So uh, anyway, the, the the american levels though i know that i had fun with them none of them had quite the same staying power as like some of the british and russian campaign levels yeah like pegasus bridge specifically pegasus bridge day that was the one where it was it was a big thing to have the panzerfaust <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah because like the so the first level pegasus bridge you fly in in a glider And then you take this bridge over from the Germans at night and you hold it throughout the night. And then like the next day you're defending it from the Germans and you're waiting for backup to come. But then they've got these Panzer tanks coming in and you've got this cool mounted gun. That's like fires. I don't know, rounds the size of a football and, (laughs) and you're using that potentially to defend from the tanks. And I'm saying potentially because if you don't kill the tanks fast enough, the tanks blow it up. Mm-hmm. And I had a hard time. Like I only played on the, like the normal difficulty and I had a hard time staying on that mounted gun and not dying. Yeah. Like I, there's so many enemies coming from all around you and you have to like wait for reinforcements to come for what feels like an hour, but it's probably like Five minutes tops. So anyway, that this is the this is the place where I ended up p- like finding the Panzer Shrek, the like the RPG essentially, your anti tank explosive weapon, mm-hmm. um, in one of the pillbox bunkers, and then having to like, man, I died so many times on this level. Most of the time, it was trying to go back and forth to get the Panzerfaust to then fire at a tank. I wouldn't get killed by the tanks, but there are just so many freaking guys everywhere that they just would just like cut me down. And I couldn't find, I couldn't find enough health packs that were close by because a lot of the guys that I was shooting and killing were really far away. So they probably had like health packs dropped on their bodies really far away that I would have had to run to, Mm -hmm. to then be further surrounded
1: (laughs) Yes,
0: and like run into areas of no cover to get the health. So it was something that definitely like, honestly, I think Pegasus bridge day that probably took me like almost 20 attempts. Wow. Before I got through it.
1: That is a lot. There's a lot of attempts because
0: like, I don't know, maybe, maybe 20 is too much, but honestly, I think it was some, like it was over 10.
1: Yeah. I, I think I definitely died at least twice, um, playing on the easiest difficulty and one of them is yeah the gun was destroyed but I didn't know about the Panzerfaust I didn't know that that was an option because it's I only had like it was the last tank there was 30 seconds left in the oh five no. minute timer you know and so I was just trying to hide but that tank will just repeatedly shoot the wall that is close to you and will whittle away your health like no matter what because it's it's kind of interesting it's not like most missions like I remember like certain survival missions in Starcraft there would be like. <clears throat> once you get your time, the mission's over, it's done, but not this mission. It's nope. kind of like, that's literally it still keeps going for a little while. That's when the reinforcements start showing up. So you got to make sure that yeah. the path is clear for your allies. Right. So that was, that was one of those things. I thought it was like, okay, maybe I can just ink out a victory. If I just hide, yeah, just wait out the clock. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It, it didn't, didn't work out that way so those and the tanks are terrifying in this game I'm just gonna say that right now because yeah. if, if they have an open shot on you it's like it, it happens that fast you're dead like
0: <laughs> yeah well I mean I still feel like that happens quite a bit even with not tanks yeah <laughs> like you can yeah. die pretty quick
1: yeah it's just it feels like like an insta kill moment you know if that tank round if they happen to shoot you it's kind of like <laughs> yeah Blink and you missed it. So yeah.
0: All right. Let's see. Also from the British uh campaign. The the dam. The the eater dam.
1: Yeah. And that that was interesting because I had mentioned to you. I'm like, I got some golden eye vibes because big time. You're you're sort of on the dam. It's sort of a
0: curve. <laughs>
1: Anyway. Exactly. So you're <laughs> um, you're kind of shooting some enemies that are far away. You do have a sniper sort of a scoped rifle that you can use. Uh, you go into the workings of the dam, like the lower levels, and kind of work your way through it, placing explosives on the generator. Uh, but... The bummer is you got to, you got to go through it all the way back again.
0: (laughs) Backtrack the entire thing and shoot the same number of dudes you shot to get through it, basically. Yeah,
1: exactly. And again, we were talking about earlier, you know, hopefully you didn't pick up all the health packs. Maybe you left yourself a couple because, uh, it's going to be slim pickings if you, if you did. So,
0: yep. Um, so actually I got, I'm realizing I just love the entire British campaign because yeah. there's Pegasus Bridge, Pegasus Bridge Day, the Aeter Dam, mm-hmm. the Aeter Dam, Aeter Dam Getaway, which holy crap, man. Yeah. How many times did you die in the getaway?
1: Oh, at least six or seven. I was getting it, pretty frustrated.
0: Yeah, it was... <laughs> I caught myself like I I had my window open next to me, but I've got my headphones on and I just caught myself like swearing quite a bit. And I was like, I hope my neighbors don't hear me like cussing up a storm right now. Cause I don't have anything nice to say right now. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, but I was just like, I, you gotta be kidding me, man. Come on. Like,
1: I slammed my chair once at least saying just oh, like, you know, some sort of ex, uh, expl- expl- expletive. So
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh my God, man. Trying, uh, using, having to use the Panzerfaust to blow up the, all of the trucks that are chasing you that are full of guys that are also shooting at you. It's like, as soon as I would miss a shot with that, I'm like, well, I'm dead now. Yeah. Like I'm not going to survive this. And it's funny, actually, the time that I survived, I missed a shot early on. I even fired two of my own Panzerfaust shots into my feet. Oh, wow. Because I was like, like, there's no way this is going to happen. Let me just blow this, like blow up (laughs) the thing that I'm in or kill myself. I didn't die after those two Panzerfaust shots. And I was like, well, okay, well, it has me in the next segment of this. And then I went on to win. I went on to like (laughs) stay alive after I'm like, after I tried to kill myself in this. Never give up, never surrender. I guess, I guess. (laughs) Or, or actually finally give up and surrender. And then, then the game just to spite you is like, (laughs) no, this is when you win. Yeah, you can't give up on me. This is when you win.
1: Um, um and the anyway. the Panzerfaust is the rocket launcher, right? Yes, I didn't know that you had access to a rocket launcher. I used the machine gun the entire time. What? Yeah, the, the guy in the truck is like, here, take this. I, I yeah, I guess so. I didn't take it. I was just using the stupid machine gun. And I mean, if I, you don't take it after long enough, he'll he'll eventually fire one of them. But
0: he's like. Her, grab the panzerfaust.
1: I was wondering why he kept saying, take it, take it. Like I thought yeah. that meant like like kill kill the guy. Like, I'm like, take okay, a I'm, shot. I'm it's like, no, take
0: take take the panzerfaust and oh fire it. Oh my
1: god, that's so silly. <laughs> so I was just getting frustrated because I was shooting with the machine gun and I would take out the gunners. Um, but then what would happen is that my clip would be emptied. And then when the clip was uh completely empty. I don't know. Basically I, I, by the time I finished reloading, they would kill me. They would, they would blow me up. Like they would have their own Panzerfaust and kill me. So that's why I was getting incredibly frustrated. So I learned not to shoot them until they were very close alongside of me, because if I wasted a few rounds before they got too close to me, I would there's sitting there reloading the guys pulling up the rocket launcher gives yeah. me a wink and then <laughs> <laughs> gone blows me off the face of the earth
0: <laughs> yeah there, there's also in that sequence um when a when a truck pulls up right next to you and one of them tries to jump on and he fights the guy who's handing you the Panzerfausts. during that sequence i've also like i've gotten the friendly fire will not be tolerated when I'm trying to shoot at the guy who's attacking him. And apparently I shot my, I shot the guy on my side and killed yeah. him too. I was like, I was doing so well up to this point.
1: <laughs> and I've learned you can shoot your own soldiers. It's just, if just can't you can't sh- kill them, if yeah, especially the, um, like the sergeant and the captain, like you can't, those ones, those guys, they, they're necessary for the story. So yep, yeah, just don't kill them. And it, I think, um, speaking of soldiers health, I think that the names change color depending on which, how much health that they have. Yes. So I thought yeah, that was kind I, of an interesting. I think
0: that's, I think that's true. Um, cause I noticed the same type of thing. I'm like, yes. Oh, your name, your name was green like two minutes ago and now it's red. Yeah. It's probably cause I shot you like four times.
1: <laughs> Pretty much. Quit getting yeah. in
0: the way. <laughs> Um, um, and then also, so I guess continue on with the British campaign. Oh, what do you got? What
1: do you yeah, got? no, I, I was just going to say before we move on to the Russian campaign. Oh um, no, I'm still talking
0: about the British campaign.
1: I, well, airfield escape, man. Yeah. We'll talk about that. Yeah. I got it. Okay. I died a few times there cause I didn't know whether to use the big gun or to shoot, you know, like when you're, you're waiting for your airplane to show up, I guess. Oh yeah. Um, so the, yeah, that, that was, it's sort of a continuation of the, Ed or Dammit getaway because you're still in a car for for part of it. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So yeah. Until you, until you get taken around to the backside where the runway is and they're like, get on the gun, like take out the Stukas. Yeah.
1: I, I thought it was really funny. The, you know, so the, 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 you know fighter planes had come in they're like shoot the fighter plane and it's coming straight at you but when you shoot them down they sort of like veer away like i'll just i'll just miss you like i'll just fly away now you got me (laughs) whereas you know like if they had flown straight into you and crashed then anyway it's just very i thought it was very convenient they just sort of fly veer off to the side right before they crash into the ground you know like oh, i don't want to hit you yeah Yeah, I had to redo
0: it a couple of times because at first I was thinking, do I need to start shooting at the planes that are on the runway? Yeah, me too. And I was firing at them and then then I was like, take out the Stukas. And I'm like, there aren't any on the runway anymore. What are you talking about? And then I got bombed and I died. And I was like, oh, they're in the sky now. Okay. Um, But yeah, I had to go through that a couple of times because then also like there's like you're also taking small arms fire from people. Correct. So like trying to turn off to the side and shoot them in the big gun and then turn like slowly turn back to where the enemies are. Like the Stukas are coming down at you. Anyway, it's intense. It's another really intense segment. I feel like the, the British campaign was just like filled with intensity. Yeah. I mean, I guess, I guess it kind of tones it down a little bit once you get to uh battleship Tirpitz. Tierpits, whatever it's, however yeah, it's
1: pronounced. You sort of uh, sneak on board under disguise yeah. with, um, with Captain Price, which I yeah they really like Captain Price, don't they? they yeah, they do carry him around. You know. Yeah, I was
0: like when I saw Captain Price, I was like, wait a second, aren't you in the modern Call of
1: Duty games too? Yeah, smoking a cigar and the and in the helicopter like, coming. But in. you look the same age yeah. in all of them.
0: <laughs> Are you a time traveler, sir?
1: Uh, you know, maybe it's his father, right? So could be. Um, yeah, grandfather that, that, maybe. Going back to to Goldeneye, it also reminded me quite a bit of frigate. It did, and I couldn't help but like when I was you know going through the battleship. I'm like, this feels very authentic the way they made this boat. Like I feel like they modeled it after you know one of the one of the ships, and because just because of how. It seemed like so many dead ends were present, like all these floors. I'm like, huh? There's no reason for this floor to be here except for maybe they wanted it to be authentic and they just sealed off this door. Like, yeah, I don't know. It seemed like to me. Um, but okay did did Captain Price die at the end of that? For you, also? Yes. Yeah. Okay. I I didn't know if that was a scripted event because it's all like when yeah, you come back. Like, oh, you boat. made it
0: back, but Captain Price is is not. He's not coming.
1: Yeah. We we lost. It says we lost the captain, and it's like, um, when <laughs> he was just down with me, and then I went up upstairs, and he didn't follow me, and yeah. Okay. So I don't know.
0: It was it was real discreet. He just yeah. kind of disappeared.
1: You no, know, it, it seemed like that guy would have some sort of dramatic death or something. But maybe, maybe that's when he took his
0: time machine and yes. went to Call of Duty Four: Modern Warfare.
1: Yeah, he fell into the time machine and that they had at the bottom of the battleship. So, <laughs> fifty thousand people used to live here.
0: <laughs> Sorry, just now I'm thinking of like the intro movie that I've seen a million times of Call of Duty Four. Yes, as it's like loaded up on my 360 and was just waiting to
1: play it anyway.
0: Um okay. Uh anything else on the British campaign before we move on to the Russians?
1: Let's let's do that. Um and you're going to have to take me through a lot of this campaign, but I I cuz I only got up to Red Square. So
0: Okay. Well, I'm glad that you at least got through Stalingrad and then into Red Square because Yeah. This starts off intense. Like, well, actually it starts off not intense at all. You're on a boat with a bunch of other guys. And then, well, I guess it is kind of intense because you know, you're, you, you hear some gunfire, you hear planes going over the, the commanding officer who's yelling at all of you from the boat is like, not, you know, don't, not even one step backwards. If you take one step backwards, you are a traitor to the motherland and you will be shot on sight turns out he was telling the truth. I unintentionally backtracked on something yeah. and got <laughs> murdered by the Russians <laughs> as a Russian and was like, Oh, this is accurate and depressing.
1: Yeah, um, no, it really is that this is a depressing level. I'm glad you that you said that. Cause there, yeah. there are, there's a scripted event. Some of the uh, guys try to jump out and they shoot them in the water, yep. you know? Um, yeah, but it's, uh, it's,
0: it's, uh, it's intense in that way. And then, and then when you get off the boat
1: after right, well, you're, well, don't forget the planes shooting at you from above. You have to duck true. or that's else you true. end oh, yeah. up dying I, too. I
0: didn't, I didn't duck the
1: first time and I got yeah. shot and killed. Me, me neither. I think I was texting you. Uh, <laughs> I got <laughs> shot and killed. Cause I was like, why is everyone ducking? And then dead. <laughs> anyway.
0: Yeah. So, so once, once you make it across, um, like across the water to the area that is just being obliterated by the Germans, you're handed one clip of ammunition. Cause well, they don't have a, they don't have guns to give you. Like it's like they're, they're giving people like, here's a clip, here's a grenade. And it's basically like, good luck, comrade, go grab a gun off a dead person.
1: Hope you make it. (laughs) I think that there's some historical accuracy to this. Oh, I bet. I bet there is. Because I know that, you know, the the Russian army was one of the more plentiful armies um, in in the war, but they maybe did not have enough weapons to go around. So it's like, here's a
0: clip. Didn't have the resources to fully equip everybody.
1: Yeah. Good luck. Um, Good luck to you.
0: (laughs) Hopefully you can find a weapon before you get shot and killed
1: it was yeah and it kind of just felt like a slaughter you know because it's like you you're just, they're just throwing bodies at the situation no matter yeah. what you know and hoping that it works out for them yeah
0: so that was that was pretty intense but yeah you like you meet up on the beach with a guy who has a gun and he uses you as a decoy so yeah. he's like hey when when they reload i'm going to tell you when to start running and you run to that vehicle and then you're going to be my decoy and then I'll fire on them. And you're like, "But wait, do I?" He's like, "Go." <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so that part was intense. And then, yeah, then you finally like get a weapon after a little while. like uh after you complete that first level, completely just like might as well be running around naked. <laughs> okay. So, um, Red Square what do you remember from
1: Red Square so I, I remember I don't know if this is part of Stalingrad still but you're you sort of um you team up with somebody in the in the Red Square area who get kind of leads you to this tower over on the right so that you can flank oh yeah he kind of says like hey come here so if we go forward we're going to die. If we go back we're going to die. So let's go this way <laughs> and not die and maybe not die. So yeah. Um so that's what happened you you kind of climb the tower and uh, he instructs you to um you you find us, you know, a, a scoped rifle so you can shoot down the uh the officers which those guys blend in for a little while. There was always like one more officer still.
0: The first time, I swear I killed all four of them. I could not find the fourth one, but I just had to reload my save and try it again Yep, and then like count them as I killed them. And then it finally was like, great work.
1: Yes. Yeah, exactly. It's, there was, um, some, you have to kill the, 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 uh, the generals or, or because they'll just tell, you know, to, yeah, they to, just
0: keep advancing the, the other troops forward. Yeah,
1: exactly. You kill them though. And then you kill all the troops. And then the troops are like, I'm not going out there. Everyone died. So anyway, so, uh, then your, uh, your comrades can sort of advance and then you, you, you sort of get to this door and that's about where I stopped right there. So gotcha.
0: Um, so yeah, then you kind of move on to this train station area. You're still fighting and shooting Nazis. Um, go through the Stalingrad sewers. All these are like, okay, Pavlov's house, but really like where I feel like it starts picking up again is at the Warsaw factory, Warsaw rail yard, that like that area where you're, um, wait, was Warsaw? Which one was the tank level? Oh, wait. I'm going to have to look this up. Mm. I think maybe after, I think it's maybe after actually the Warsaw factory and Warsaw rail yard, because the factory is a tank factory. Mm -hmm. And then the rail yard, you're still kind of going through, but I'm pretty sure the Oder River country and Oder River town, I think those are tank levels. Oh, interesting. Which, that was fun. Mm. Um like, the the tanks don't control the way that I would expect from something like, you know, like playing the Battlefield series. Um, but it was still fun. And I really did kind of enjoy going through and blowing up all the Panzer... Uh, the Panzer tanks. Or the... Ti- no, actually, the Tiger tanks, I think they were. Mm. So those were really fun. But then... Then, after... Like, after you finish those tank levels and you finish the main Russian campaign, there's then one level per each faction to essentially end the war. So, you get one last level as the Americans,
1: mm-hmm.
0: which that one was okay. It was like, eh, I, I could take it or leave it. For the British one, there's the V2 rocket site, and you kind of go through these like set up pillbox bunkers. And kind of take out all the Nazis that are there. You're in the snow. And then you go through and you place explosives on the V2 rockets and blow everything up. Because like, hey, great. Now the now the Germans can't bomb London anymore. Mm. But my favorite one was when the very last level, when you take control of the Russians again. Or, you know, you're a your, your single Russian character, not all of them. And you're in Berlin. Mm. So you get to... St- like you have brought the fight all the way back to Berlin. Yeah. Like you're bringing it back to the Nazis Mm -hmm. and it's like, it's crazy. You get to go into this giant building in Berlin and like take out all the Nazis inside, make your way to the top. And then you're like, wave like not you, but one of the guys with you is like waving the, the Soviet flag at the very top of the building in front of like, where like normally you would find that like big Nazi Eagle or something. Yeah. And that's when it all kind of like fades and there's like, like uh, the, the music is just building so much as you're fighting your way through this building and getting to the top. And it's, I don't know, it just, it, it felt so good. Yeah. It
1: felt like a powerful moment. Right.
0: Yeah. Like it, it was, it was, I don't know, like, I remembered that it was gonna happen as it was coming up, but like that's something I hadn't thought about since I had first played this game. and then I was like, oh yeah, that's right. This is gonna be so cool.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> and you know I mean the the very like you just kind of see the dude like waving the flag and then it just like boom, roll credits. So like in a sense, it felt like it was it was over a little bit too quickly. Mm-hmm. But I do really like the way that it ends.
1: Yeah, I that it does sound re- really good. I'm, you know, I'm kind of a little disappointed. I I didn't, you know, make a little bit more time to finish it there. Um, but yeah,
0: I I think it's all good, man. At least at least watch at least watch a video or something
1: for yeah for the end. No, I will. Uh, amazing. You know, and I kind of got the the kind of the gravity of this, you know, the whole war and everything playing this game. Like it kind of hit me like it's never really hit me before somehow. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what it was exactly, but it's just like, you know, the the way the game drew me in, um, you know, I, I just... You know, very glad that not too many things like this happen all the time. You know, like it's it just seems like a, a real waste, you know, to be fighting because I mean, even yeah. even just like playing in the soldiers' shoes, I'm like, even questioning, like, do we really have to do this? <laughs> 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 you know, so yeah, I, I, no, you. I think a lot of soldiers at the time were, you know, ready to fight, they wanted to, you know, do their part and die for their country, but uh.
0: Well, yeah. A lot of
1: people were probably a little uncertain too, so.
0: Yeah, but, I mean, I feel like, I don't know. Like, when you've got, when you've got something so clearly bad, Mm -hmm. like, really, the Nazis are the, like, Nazis are the perfect bad guys. Yeah. No, I, I, (laughs) yes, I agree. Not, not that I want them to exist or anything, but, like, because I definitely don't, but, um... You know, it's just, it's, it, it's way more black and white with, with Nazis as your enemy. You're just like, well, yeah, they're definitely bad. Yeah. Like they're, they're, they're definitely evil. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No question. Right. There's, it's like, yeah, there, there's no gray area here. Yeah. It's like Nazi purely equals bad. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So, I mean, I feel like that's also something that's maybe, like, I guess, in a way, missing (laughs) from a lot of other games of this type. It's like, well, maybe maybe there's a little more gray area that we don't know about. Maybe there's, like, a, a greater story to be told behind, like, what caused the antagonist of this story... Or you know the the antagonists as a group in this situation to exist and come to be the way that they are. Maybe there's something more to understand, but it's like the Nazis. It's like no, there's there's nothing redeeming.
1: (laughs) Bad guy feels good in it. Yeah, it feels good the the, you know the whole time. That's actually pretty much your enemy. That you're not you're not killing any Italian soldiers that you're (laughs) aware of. You know, like it's no, just the Nazis. Just the Nazis, exactly. Yep. Get,
0: you know, it just it was nice to get back to my roots shooting Nazis. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Nazis and zombies and sometimes both.
0: Yes. <laughs> when sometimes sometimes they are the same. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right, so let's see. That that was that was our campaign and our levels. Anything else do you want to talk about uh, regarding Call of Duty, I, or I guess any any final thoughts on it?
1: Yeah, I'd say it holds up surprisingly well, just overall. Like again, kind of the things that we talked about, the sound design. I was particularly amazed that I was able to download this on Steam and on Windows 10, just fire it up with no effort or configuration. It just worked.
0: Yeah. Same. Like I didn't play it full screen or anything because that's when things got a little bit wonky, but I played it in like 1600 by 1200. So it's still four, three aspect ratio, but like I played it 1600 by 1200 windowed Mm. and it was great. Yeah. I I didn't have a problem with full screen as far as I can tell. So, well, anytime I tried to do full screen greater than 1024 by 768 using a 4k monitor, it like blew up one small corner Mm. of the, of the whole game as my full display. Oh, okay.
1: Intr- yeah.
0: Sometimes so I'm like, I don't know why this is doing this, so I'm just going to play it
1: windowed. Yeah, that's like a, a scaling issue. I did see some you know, interesting overscan issues with some of the resolutions, but it's just not really the game's fault. It's just... Yeah. Was designed for monitor resolutions that don't really exist anymore.
0: (laughs) It was designed to be played on a 600 megahertz computer with CPU with 128 megs of RAM.
1: So, yeah, exactly. Yeah.
0: So, my however many core Ryzen processor with all my video memory and all my RAM, the game doesn't even know what the hell to do. Yes. Uh, Yeah. It's like this is an ocean of hardware. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're an ocean of resources, I guess. Yeah, is this it, is what it has. Is this God's computer? Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what is this? Oh my god! It's hilarious. Yeah. I mean, basically. Yeah. It's like, is this even a computer? <laughs>
1: what is this? It's an alien spacecraft. <laughs> <laughs> anyway
0: yeah so yeah also i feel like it holds up really really well like like you said uh well i guess like we both said the sound design like helps this game out so much it helps it adds so much to the intensity this game is always at 11 yeah like pretty much yeah. so it's uh it's pretty great i'm i'm stoked i'm glad i'm glad that we played it and uh It's my, I mean, it's, it's really, it's, I think it's my first time playing through the campaign since probably like 2004.
1: Yeah. And I'm glad I played it too, because I never would have thought like, you know what? I want to go back and play the old Call of Duty games because there are no Call of Duty games to play anymore. You know, that's not (laughs) something that would have gone through my head. So I'm glad you picked it.
0: Yeah. The old, uh, I think the two oldest Call of Duties, Hold up incredibly well. Yeah, being well, I'm not. I'm not counting United defensive, even though that probably does hold up well. But Call of Duty one and two, man, they're they're still such great games. Yeah.
1: Oh, and subtle touches too. This is this is a weird time to bring this up. Yeah. But your little compass. Uh, I forget your little compass, like uh, objective map. I really liked when you turned that thing kind of just like jiggled into place. Like it doesn't like, it's not like a digital, you know, mini map or anything that moves one to one. It's kind of interesting. It moves like a compass. You turn it, it kind of takes a second to orient itself.
0: Yeah, no, I thought that was cool too.
1: Little touches. I'm pretty sure that's in call of duty too, but it also shows enemies and not just allies, but that's another sto- time, another story for another time. Yeah,
0: I was I was kind of tempted to play some Call of Duty 2, yeah. but but held off because I started playing something else. But hmm. um, all right. Well, anything else on Call of Duty, or should we uh, go back to the future?
1: It's Back to the Future time.
0: All right, let's get in that time machine. And we have arrived back to present day, which again is the past for you, listener. Mm. It is August the eleventh, two thousand and twenty-two, and I had a whole heck of a lot of fun going back to two thousand three and uh, talking about Call of Duty. Yeah, me too.
1: I- I'd be lying if I said I didn't. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: all right. Well, I guess uh, this this is where we should talk about the things we've been playing, and I feel like party I've already alluded to some of the things
1: kind of we just we were so excited we just had to tease it
0: <laughs> Yeah so that the iOS game that I was teasing that I played a very small amount at uh at my friend's house was Sneaky Sasquatch mm. Yep and I observed basically what is like Metal Gear Solid Light <laughs> but you're a Sasquatch and instead of uh the metal gear mm-hmm. you're going around stealing
1: food and okay so you've got kind of like a top down sort of perspective right sure, yeah and yeah. and um the art style is kind of interesting but i i'm going to call it cell shaded maybe um it's it's kind of what it is it's it almost it looks like you're in a world of construction paper kind of but not like yeah textured to look like not, it's made out yeah, of paper not, not as
0: crude as like you know early south park it's like yeah
1: yeah so i i think uh, of another game that has a similar art style but anyway they, they've probably added more things to the game but you know kind of the whole idea is to go around and you're, it's sort of like a survival game in a way right and i'm sorry i've just yeah. taken the reins away here.
0: no please like, because you know way more about the game than i actually do yeah. i just i i played it for 30 seconds to a minute. And then just like watched my friend's kids play the game.
1: Yeah. So, and I think I played this game before we recorded the podcast or we talked about it in very early episodes. But your sort of objective is to sneak around and steal food and not get caught by um, the people. The Rangers. The Rangers, basically, the people will alert the Rangers, I believe. But you have to just sort of sneak into the coolers and when you, when you when you get to the coolers or wherever the food is it kind of like turns into this mini game where it shows a hand and you control the hand with the screen and you can like sort yeah. of pull things out you can eat things like fish and stuff like that but then when you the, the fun part is when you have the food you can kind of pick what you want to eat and you can save some things and sell extras for later for cash that you can use to unlock or basically buy things that unlock different parts of the level, like, like skis. So you can go snow skiing or a golf cart. So you can travel around faster and you don't run out of time in the day. But the the fun part is, yeah, when you get the food, you hold it up to the Sasquatch's mouth and he eats and he eats like cookie monster. He just kind of, and the food goes everywhere, all over his face. And I just, I, I chuckle every time. It makes me so happy. Every time. And I can only imagine how a, a young child might feel.
0: So Yeah, it's it's a it's a very cute game overall, I'd say.
1: Yeah. Oh, and you can unlock disguises as well, so you can get into other areas, which is hilarious to fool the rangers. But <laughs> um, I want to go back to that game because there's more to explore, but I got kind of frustrated because there's like a hedge mage made has hedge maze that you have to sort of get through and you're on limited time. And that's kind of frustrating. And then at the end of the hedge maze, there's a boat and you have to row the boat and then oh, crap the day's over. Uh, so anyway, have to go check out some more sneaky Sasquatch. Yeah. It seemed like a pretty cool game overall. Yeah. Some surprising things on uh, Apple arcade. So
0: yeah. And then, uh, also, been playing some Mario Kart Eight Deluxe on the Switch because there was the uh, DLC Wave Two uh, that just released. So there's tracks like Sydney Sprint, New York Minute, Sky High Sunday, uh, Mario Circuit Three, which I absolutely adore, Calamari mm. um, Desert, which also is pretty great. Yeah, uh, actually, I don't. I don't really like that they Mario Kart toured it. Oh. where they do something with the second and third lap where it's not actually the same. Um, so um it, it's it's not bad but I'm like dang it I really like that N64 track. Um then there's also uh Snowland, Mushroom Gorge uh from the Wii
1: and then Waluigi Pinball. Ah, that's the long awaited return.
0: Yeah, so there's some really great tracks in yeah. this and I've I've gone through I'm trying to get gold three stars on everything. And I've done that so far with mirror. Oh, okay. And yeah, my approach is with when they're brand new, I'm going to focus on mirror in trying to get the gold and three stars because I don't have muscle memory for them yet.
1: Okay, sure.
0: So try mirror first and then I moved on to 150 CCs and I think I still have to, I think I have two stars on one of them and three stars on the other. Uh, So I need to finish that up and then uh, move on to 200 CCs and then get gold and uh, three stars on those as well.
1: And uh, you collect the the stars by basically taking first place?
0: Yeah, you can only get three stars if you get first place on every race. Okay. So not only, you know, do you have to place first overall and get gold, but you have to get first every time.
1: Okay. Hmm.
0: So... Like there's some that where I'm like, I got first three times and then second once And it's like, great. You got two stars. I'm like, damn it.
1: Yeah. I gotta do this again. And nothing's worse. You know, like can you imagine being on that fourth race and you're about to get your fourth first and a blue shell takes you out and you're like,
0: yeah, yeah. actually that stuff kept happening to me. Yeah. I can't remember which one of the cups, but I was like, okay, well, I'm going to take a break from this. And then actually I'll mention the other two that you have not been playing and yeah, save true. the one that we have been playing so that we can both kind of talk about it. Yeah. Um I did also play one evening of uh Hunt: The Showdown. Yep. on PC uh with a friend of mine. And uh I didn't do too bad. I haven't played it since back whenever the last time I played it with him. Um but I I died one time but they were able to revive me and then didn't die the other times <laughs> or caught ca- or cause us to be killed. Good. Um, cause you know, it's, it's very like, I mean, it's not exactly battle Royale, but it's like groups of three and you go out into the bayou and you shoot a big monster and you can shoot and kill the other groups of three and take their crap. It's very, I don't know. I guess it's, Sea of Thieves-ish in that way Where there's like everyone goes out into one Communal area you could, you could do your Own thing and try to mind your own business And just grab what you need But if you grab something it'll put You on the map for everyone else to see So anyway I guess it's, Yeah it, it's kind of Stressful but um, I was playing with Two people that are way better than me So I was like just tell me what to Do tell me what to do I will try to do what you say And then hopefully we don't lose <laughs>
1: Yeah. I remember this game now. I kind of forgot about it. Um, it was kind of a hit when it first came out on Twitch.
0: Yeah. And... I think it came out in 2017. Well, it's not like it's, it's not like it's a new game or anything, uh-huh. but, um, but yeah, seen seen some friends playing that recently. So I hopped in and then last thing I've been playing it on my own, I actually only just started playing two days ago cause I beat call of duty three days ago. Um, and I was like, I was trying to find a game to play. I was like, do I want to buy a game? I'm like, let me see what's on Game Pass. And then I saw Sniper Elite 5. Nice. And I was like, you know what? I've not played the other Sniper Elite games. I've heard good things about Sniper Elite. Let me download this. Let me see, let me see what it's like. I am having a ball <laughs> playing Sniper Elite 5. Like, so much fun
1: yeah um, I think they've added more like I think the first sniper elite like one and two are kind of like different games. they're more like kind of sniping simulators, I guess, but this is more i don't know it's, it's starting to evolve more into a more rounded shooter, I think but it's it's
0: very like it's very open world ish it gave me it actually gave me some Metal Gear Solid 5 vibes um with how much you can do things in the environment to distract your enemies. Um, AKA the Nazis. Yep. (laughs) So I just, I wanted to shoot some more Nazis. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, I don't know. It's, it's a lot of fun. I've only played the first like three or four levels. It's funny. The estimated, the estimated time, uh, to beat this game, I think is 10 hours. Wow. Like if you look on how long to beat, it's like 10 hours. Like if you just make a beeline, and go to the objectives, that's all it'll take. I've probably played this game eight to ten hours already, and I've only completed the first, I think, three levels. Wow. And there's quite a few more to go. Okay. It's just because I'm like, oh, what's over there? Oh, there's more Nazis over there? Let me shoot them in the face. Great. Oh, there's some more Nazis over there? I'm gonna shoot his testicle. That'll be hilarious. (laughs) So, yeah. So I've been been playing that uh, in the past couple of days and <laughs> loving it. Like, I am just, like, mo- most of the incredibly gory stuff that they do, because they have the like, slow down when you shoot the bullet, mm-hmm. that it's going to, like, go through their head and, like, blow up their eyeballs or something, or, like you know, shoot through their chest and it like comes out their back and you see it like mess up their lung and their body or something or shoot them in the testicle and it ruptures their testicle. (laughs) Um, so there, you know, it, it does all this gross stuff. So I like, I turned the frequency of that stuff coming up down. Um, but yeah, it's, it's still just, it's so much fun. It's such a fun, third person stealth action game where the sniping feels so good. And earlier today in this level that I was in where I needed to infiltrate this castle that was like kind of out like beyond a beach, kind of like out in the water. And you have to take like this, uh this bridge to get out to it. And there's a little bit of like sand and you know, a little bit of beach kind of going along the side of the bridge but anyway, this particular area, there's planes periodically that are flying overhead. You can use sound cover. So if there's a like if there's a plane flying overhead that's really close, and pretty much everyone in the vicinity can just hear the plane because it's you know it's loud. That's the perfect opportunity to snipe and not be heard. Nice. Like, there, there's so many cool things like that to take advantage of the environment to not be found out. That um, it's, it's just, it's been a screaming good time shooting Nazis in the face and in the balls. <laughs> um, yeah, it's uh, highly recommended. If you got Game Pass, check out Sniper Elite Five. If you've not played any of the the Sniper Elite games. And it's made by the same folks that do the Nazi zombie army games. I see. So I'm already very familiar with the engine and the gunplay system, but it's fun to be shooting at smarter enemies than zombies.
1: Yeah, sure. sure so anyway,
0: but... that's the main stuff that I've been playing. Um, I'll let you talk about however you want to talk about stuff, but I know we do have one other game in common.
1: Yeah, uh, I'll, I'll get the quick stuff out of the way. Uh, more Tricky Towers. Um, I don't know if I mentioned this, but like, so my, um, either last show, but I can't remember exactly how far I got with tricky towers, but we've been playing more with my girlfriend and her, uh, nieces and nephew have been visiting her brother came over and now, um, when they're, her brother downloaded it on his PS five. So when she goes over there, um, She went over there. They started playing Tricky Towers around midnight. She came back at three o'clock in the morning. Like, oh my God, (laughs) just marathoning Tricky Towers. Just like all. Anyway, they're having a ball. They're all totally addicted. And it's all because of me. I did it. Nice. (laughs) So uh, it's just, I mean, easily. Score one, Andy. Yeah, roped in at least six different players, six or seven people that are just play the heck out of that game now. Um, and it's it's really cool. I'm really glad that PS5 supports DualShock 4 controllers cuz I don't have four DualShock 4s. Um but I do have two dual, DualShock 4s and two DualSenses. So with nice. <laughs> with that, I have four players. So that's it's really nice. I'm I, you know, sometimes it's n- nice to um you know, just get what you need. <laughs> um and Also, I fired up something the other night and I probably should have been playing Call of Duty, but (laughs) I decided I wanted to play um, something that we've both been playing, which we're going to talk about soon. But I decided to fire up The Sims 3, not The Sims 4. Uh, I know. It was like, wait, 3? Yeah. So, the Sims 3, this is not where I played it, but the Sims 3, they do have an update for it to, so that it'll run on Mac using the Metal API. So because there was one certain point where um, basically the old Sims 3 ran in 32-bit mode and Apple got rid of that. You can't, can't have that anymore. So they, they had to have, so they had some funky workarounds Um, but eventually instead of making a 64 bit version, they just use the metal API and that allows you to play it. But playing on, uh, my Mac studio, even low settings or high settings or max settings or whatever, it's incredibly hitchy. It's a, it's a little, it's a little janky. So I don't know, um, what the deal is there, what I need to do to make it run better. So I decided I'm like, let's see how it runs on PC. And it's beautiful. And it's one of those new, you know, like there's an ocean of hardware here because this game came out in like, I don't know, 2011 or something like that. So I'm able to max out the settings and super water reflections and all that. Um, I'm playing it. I am enjoying it. It's nice to just take a little nostalgia trip. I still think that maybe Sims 4 is the best way to play, even though... The problem with The Sims 3 is that there is a lot going on. Like the game does this crazy thing where at any point you can sort of, okay, you're zoomed in on your Sim in your house. You can boom, zoom out to the map view and it shows the whole map. You can tell your Sim to go over there and they will get in their car and they will drive over there. And you you can either follow them in on all zoomed in or, or, you know, stay zoomed out while this is all happening in real time. Um, crazy things like that, uh, where, where the Sims four does not play like that. They sort of, your Sims teleport and you get a load screen, like how older Sims games work. Go ahead. Was, was
0: there, maybe this didn't exist, but I feel like I have some vague memory. Was there any integration between the Sims and City to allow your Sims to traverse a city that you developed in SimCity?
1: Um, not not that I am aware of. Okay, then no, not that I recall. Um, now, May, then maybe what I'm thinking of
0: was like an ambition of yeah, theirs that yeah. they wanted to do. But I thought I remembered, you know, reading about it in some capacity many years ago. But it was probably the fact that they like wanted to be able to do something like that.
1: Yeah, I'm almost thinking if something like that happened, it might have been in in between SimCity. Um, I forgot what the last one was. SimCity Four, when they the, the always online one that had a bunch of controversy. Oh yeah. Um. Anyway, I'm I'm playing it. I'm enjoying it. I don't really love how The Sims looked. I think I think the uh, character creator was like moved on for the better. And there's a completely different art style to it. It's uh, just like the the I don't know the. The Sims look just kind of weird. They look like sort of weird dolls in The Sims 3. So I think I'm... You I'm, are uh, muted
0: to me for some
1: reason. Oh, um, now
0: I can hear you. Okay. Oh, you're in, you're, your connection for a second, like, I think dropped. And you were completely frozen and I had no audio coming from okay. you. Um,
1: interesting. So, but it's fine now. Yeah, I think something did blip because I got a notification on Chrome that says you're offline or something like that. So Well, that's why we
0: record in our own recording applications too.
1: Sure. Sure. Absolutely. So anyway, it should maybe okay. Um, (laughs) I probably need to reset some things like network hardware. Anyway, um, I may go back and play some more Sims three. We'll see how I feel. I might just like bite the bullet and say, all right, I know how the Sims four works. I don't have to relearn how the whole game works. Like let's just move forward. (laughs) So, uh, but then I played a little bit or, well, we've been playing a lot of bit yeah. of GTA Online. So yeah. somehow we have relapsed back to 2013. <laughs> it's not true, but. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's, it's that, that update
0: of being able to play some of the stuff not in public lobbies is really like what pulled me in. Yes. I was like, oh, well, I want to check this out now.
1: And have been playing a lot. It's been a lot of fun. So I was watching a streamer earlier, Cunning Links, who you've rated before, oh, yeah. I believe. I'm uh, still
0: following them right now. Was I
1: think. playing GTA Online today and has an open lobby. So if anyone wants to basically come in and oh, join. that's and cool. Them, I thought that was cool. Yeah. So um, we were talking and he mentioned, well, you could always do private sessions. And he's right. You always could do private well, yeah. sessions. But the... Um, the most recent update lets you run your business, even though yeah. a lot of it is tailored to being, um, you know, visible to other players while you're carrying certain payloads and cargos, so that they, you can be griefed and st- they can steal <laughs> your stuff and get yep. your money and that you work so hard for, which oh, always feels great, doesn't it? Um, so much fun, yeah, so much fun. Uh, so now you know you can do these things, and it'll warn you. Other players can see you on the map, but no one can see you because you're in a closed session. Yep. So exactly. Yeah, the only one is maybe if, maybe if I decide to grief you while you're <laughs> stealing <Sure>. your payload, <laughs> Sure, um, but usually I'm on the same team as you, I'm in your VIP organization or motorcycle club. So it would, you would still get the money anyway. Exactly.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, that's been a lot of fun been doing especially like once I was able to buy, uh, the vehicle warehouse with the CEO work, that has been the most lucrative mm-hmm. thus far. I mean, that in addition to having um, a nightclub nice. that that's at full popularity, like those two things have been raking in like a lot of in-game money for me. So it's been fun. Got a buzzard, been flying that around. Did uh, did a couple heist missions recently. Yeah, it's been it's been good. Been been gaming like it's 2013 or 2014.
1: And I got a Cargo Bob, which is like a Sky Crane helicopter to help you deliver those cars and streamline that experience. Um,
0: Yeah, man. I got to get my own Cargo Bob soon.
1: Yeah. Yeah, then we can deliver two at a time. And I I just think it'll make the whole thing more efficient and faster. Yeah. Um, I think that's that's the whole idea. A lot of it, you're investing money so that you can get your money returns faster. Um, But yeah, I'm excited to play more of it I don't think I'm going to be stopping anytime soon because I'm just sort of driven to start making all this money, um, and getting my infrastructure up. Uh, so, but now I've, it's, it's so funny though, how it's, it's like real life, right? Like if you have a million dollars in real life and let's just say you decide to go live the millionaire lifestyle, that money will be gone incredibly fast. Like, yeah. in a matter, it's like the people who win the lottery, right? You know? they usually end up spending it all is, is how it goes. And then they kind of left with nothing, maybe a house, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, however, if you invest that million dollars, that's how you can get more millions of dollars. That's how you get your money back. You can keep your money in a way. So yeah, that's how GTA online is because I had $2 million, but I could buy one $2 million vehicle and be broke <laughs> or I could reinvest it into business and I'll be broke for a little while, but I'll eventually get my money back.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It was definitely the case getting the uh, vehicle warehouse. That was not cheap, but I think I've already made all that money back.
1: Uh, I'm jealous because I feel like I've invested poorly because i'm I'm struggling to get my money back that I have spent. So
0: turns out the like the. Uh, money laundering and cocaine and weed and all those businesses are not as lucrative as I thought or hoped they would be.
1: Yes. Um, but once you're invested, you're stuck. You you can't sell those businesses. You got yeah.
0: Well, and and not that you should sell them because yeah. like that that stuff funnels into your nightclub if you have a nightclub and you can like easily sell that off for a pretty good profit. Right. But yeah, the uh, like it just I did what what heist was it? Like I just randomly joined somebody's heist and I was in their finale and I got to be the gunner in the helicopter. Um, humane labs heist. Yes. And like the way that my payout was done, it was like 240 K for like 15 minutes of yes. doing someone's heist. And I was like, ka man. That's amazing.
1: Yeah. The heists have always been the best way to make money in that game. They've yeah. You just,
0: you just got to do it with enough people and that, that are not bad or intentionally bad. Like, I feel like the first group when I was doing the humane labs, the person, one person kept killing us all and like, was like, oh man, I'm sorry. My bad. I did blah, blah, blah. Or like, oh man, my mom came in and pressed stuff on my keyboard. It's like, no, I'm pretty sure you're trolling and I'm leaving now. Yeah.
1: Yes. Goodbye. So yeah, maybe in the near future, I think I'm going to get on this weekend and try and get some heist done just to sort of boost my money so I can sell some cars or something. So,
0: um, all right. Well, anything else that you've been playing or anything else you want to talk about before we say what we're doing for the next show and then get the heck
1: out of here? Yeah. Not that I can think of. All you guys right. ready for the stinger. The stinger. <laughs> We're doing things a little differently, but I'm going to let you tell it.
0: So. Oh yeah, yeah. It's it's uh it it's going to be a little bit different in the next episode. So in in the near future, I'm going to be taking a trip, and it's kind of in a weird timing situation with uh with when we normally record episodes. But I had a fun idea to address this. And uh, the next episode that we're going to be recording is going to be for Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles: Shredder's Revenge. That's right, the newest Ninja Turtle game that just released, what two months ago? Uh-huh. So not going very back in far. Sorry, not going very far back in time for this one. But uh, we're also going to be potentially, well, not potentially. We are going to be talking with Mister. Jeffrey Carroll from the back bedroom podcast as well. As long as we can get our schedules to match up, because I just realized he's in a different time zone. So we might need to try to record a little
1: earlier. Oh, uh, we got possible. time machine. We got it. We, we, time machine, no problem. So
0: <laughs> yeah. But anyway, you know, gonna gonna cover a newer game. This is kind of like a I would say it's like it's like a retro game that just came out. It just so happened to come out two months ago. Mm. Um, but it's got, you know, a very retro feel and a very retro style. So yeah, I'm excited and it'll be fun to have a third seat for the first time ever. We'll see how that works. Well, I mean, as it at least the first time ever in a normal format show.
1: Yeah. Okay, (laughs) cool. That, that, that works for me.
0: Yeah. Um, So that, that'll be, that'll be fun and interesting
1: yeah i'm I'm excited. I haven't played this game at all yet I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna try and change that as soon as possible.
0: And yeah, so we can talk um, about it definitely because' uh we'll we'll have to record sooner rather than later for this um, anyway so yeah, looking forward to it and uh I mean, I love the heck out of the game mm-hmm. and uh well yeah. Maybe we still need to see if we can somehow either play it together. I've already played through this game multiple times. (laughs) Yeah. I've probably already put like 25 or 30 hours into this game, um, even though it's only two and a half hours long. (laughs) Yeah. But anyway, I'm stoked. Yeah, me too. Pizza time. Exactly. (laughs) All right. Well, is that it? Should we get out of here?
1: That's all. That's all I got. Okay.
0: Well, hey, everybody, thanks so much for listening to the show. We know there are a lot of podcast options out there and we appreciate you taking the time to put our words in your ears. It really does mean a lot. You can also check out our website at www.retrogametimemachine.com. And you can subscribe to this podcast on Apple podcasts, Spotify, good pods, and heck probably every, every other podcast application that exists. Uh, you can join us on discord. You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter. You can support us at the two and $5 tiers and Patreon join us next time when we talk about Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Shredder's Revenge your video games will be fun and bye for now
1: see ya